Yes, and a happy non-denominational. So I was. <laughs> here's the thing. I was at a. I was at a event a week ago, um, and I was talking to the guy that owns the event hall, like the venue. Right. And you know it's December, and in the corner they got like tall ceilings. It's an old, it's an old um, like rope and cordage factory that's been converted into a nice space. So exposed brick walls, big tall ceiling, and cool. uh, and in the corner they've got like this I don't know like sixteen foot tall artificial tree, but still like it's you know it's a you know, beautiful lights big, the room big up, Christmas makes it look tree. great. Yeah, and he and he was saying like total bitch to put it together, and I was like, like yeah, I, you know, I could see that for sure. And he said, um, he said so they'd got it all put together, they'd done one or two events, and then someone booked the hall, and it was like a doctor's. It was like they were all doctors, and so like the guy wanted to, you know, he didn't want to turn this event down because he wanted the money. They're all doctors. And, um, but, but the doctors were absolutely insistent that there was no Christmas tree because it was in like a, you know, it's the, they're doing a non-denominational, everyone's included and or not include, you know, nobody's included, whatever it is. And, um, and so it was like, so they had to like, for one event, they had to take this 16 foot tree down and tuck it away into storage and then put it up again like the next day for another. And so he said, so moving forward, all of our contracts state that after December 1st, there's going to be an effing Christmas tree. <laughs> like, you know, deal with it. There will be a, a pagan tree adopted by the Christians in the corner of our venue. And you'll just have to, you'll just have to deal with it. So hello and welcome to the movie men podcast. We are the B team. My name's Brady. And I am Carl. And we've got some interesting news for you too. We've got three things. None of it's really Christmas today. news. No. Well <laughs> no. We've got we've got three, maybe four things today. Not just a regular news show, folks. Well, there's, we there's have. four on the list plus our little. No, no, no. I'm in, I'm include no, I'm including the news topics as one thing as a segment of oh. today's show. So, so two, we have obviously we have Carl's There's a segment you haven't told me about. Oh, well, right, so my segment. You you've right. got your I do a segment thing. is one. <laughs> then we have our regular news topics obviously. We're going to end today's show doing something a little special. Uh, we're going to go through a list of, uh, what is it, Den of Geek? Is that who put this uh, together? Comicbookmovies.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, who put who, who put together a list of the 2024 must-see? No. Sorry. No, that was, sorry, I was reading the, the yeah, it was Den of Geek, sorry. Den I of Geek. I was reading the, 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 the last news item link. Yeah. They put together a list of the 2024 must-see films, and so we're going to kind of peruse through that list in order, and uh, you know, kind of give our kind of give our two cents where we see fit on that. Uh, and then the fourth segment that Carl's sitting there counting on his fingers right now, going, "Wait a second, yeah, what uh, what are we missing here?" Um, there is like a non. I have like a non movie news topic of my own that 
is kind of tied into CGI and show notes. filmmaking and what? stuff like that. And we're just going to stick it right at the beginning to get it done and out. Like between your segment and the news just to kind of okay. get it done and out of the All way right. and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, Carl, take it away. All right. So uh, what's happening in the world of ours that's super cool and crazy and almost seems unreal that's your new name for that's a little convoluted. I know yeah, you're workshopping. We're, we're workshopping it. <laughs> that's, that's, I would maybe, I would maybe <laughs> stick to about, down. yeah, maybe stick to about 15% of the length of that title is, <laughs> you know, and go from there. All right. All right. Three options for you. Option one, cows may help us jump over the moon. Option number two. I'm sorry. Sure. Like, like hey diddle diddle shot option number two you'll have to pick it and find out option number two sherpas guiding vipers okay and option number three i have a titanic cruise oh my god okay 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 I'll tell you right now, I'm between the first and the third one. But also, I already know quite a bit. Like, I've, over the years, I've sort of tracked, because there was like, there was one company from one country, and they were going to do a second Titanic, and then they bailed on it. That was like 15 years ago. They bailed on it. And then there was an Australian, at one point there was like an Australian company that was thinking about doing it. I know there was like a Chinese guy that was building one. Um, But I know, what I do know is that there is one that exists or is nearing completion that is almost identical. Like they've used, you know, obviously it's been updated with some modern safety features um but that they've used like the original plans like the layout is the same right okay so um titanic can, in in this in this title is a bit of a um oh, it's not, okay so it's not okay. actually so, but did you know this the titanic did you know this that they're, they're rebuilding it uh i it doesn't surprise me yeah and that and and that you'll be able to take like the maiden voyage like the the same route that you know, um, does that route include running into an iceberg and sinking? Pro- probably not. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was, I, I was, I can't remember who I was talking about it with at one point. But I said, like, th- what they need to do is stop over or slow right down <clears throat> and like come on the ship's PA system and do like a little vigil or like a little, you know, like talk about the number of lives lost and blah, 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 right. while you're over that spot. Right. And how bone chilling and just like humbling and, you know, whatever else that would be. I'm going to go, I got to go with the cow jumps over the moon because it, it, last week I chose not to go with the McDonald's one because I was like, eh, you know, and it seems hokey. And I regretted it. You made me regret it because you wouldn't let me talk about it at all. Yeah. We couldn't talk about like the menu and stuff. And so, although the cow jumping over the moon thing seems hokey, the cat and the it's fiddle. It's actually pretty cool. I, I I can't pass this up out of fear. I've got FOMO right now. I got severe FOMO. So 
All right. Well, I'll break these me. down for you uh, real quick, the other two. So uh, Sherpa guiding Vipers is uh, NASA is on the verge. They're coming, becoming very close to finalizing their preparations to launch a rover on the moon. The rover's name is Viper. Okay. But the rover, instead of being controlled by somebody on Earth who is minutes behind any information it tells the rover to do, uh, will instead be controlled by an AI called Sherpa. Oh, see, because you said Sherpa, and I'm thinking apparel. And no, so like, that's like why, the, okay. The, the people that guide people up mountains. Okay, <laughs> great. So, you know, not <laughs> only are we dooming our own planet with... <laughs> artificial yeah. intelligence but we're also looking to put it out into the ether fantastic yeah. so right. that's pretty yeah. cool way to go Boneheads. uh titanic cruise mm-hmm. uh just big ass cruise set to set uh set to sail in two, tw- 2024 the world's oh, largest cruise vessel which is five times the size of the titanic jeez this thing, I watched the video that's linked to it. It's a pretty long video that breaks it down. There's a couple of videos linked in this article, but I watched the longer one. <laughs> this thing's got like, uh, what is it? It's got five or six like zones. Oh my gosh. I'm looking that at that have a their own like feel and thing. It, the amount of people on this cruise ship, if like all the rooms are filled, plus crew members. Is more than Hanover, Ontario. <laughs> Ten, like up just shy of 10,000 people can live this thing, on this cruise ship. It's called the, what is it? I, icon. Uh, it I, icon the of the here. Sea or something like icon, that. Yeah. Yeah. Icon of the Sea. Yeah. And it's got like, it's a, I'm seeing a wave pool. It's, it's I'm got seeing a, at a, least a one full two, water park. It's insane. One, anyway. two, three, four, five. I'm seeing at least six, like, large water slides. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, moving on. A tennis court. Moving on, Brady. You chose cows jumping over the moon. Or will help us jump over the moon. Probably pickleball because cool. that seems okay, to be the no, thing hang on. now. You're, 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 you're ruining the segment here. <laughs> but People have to be have to have to live with your choices just the way so, you okay you so then I, wait, hang on later. so i'm just curious so i'm just gonna because this this seems like it would be part of your little breakdown thing of the other okay. oh my god there's like a full um <laughs> is insane. there has there been any indicator on like what does this thing cost uh, for to a, get on it to get on it no I, yeah. this article doesn't break that down i don't think oh there's a full like concert theater inside of it it's Jeez. yeah it's a pretty crazy yeah okay okay anyway so <clears throat> i failed uh, the people again <laughs> japan innovators especially when it comes to pushing the envelope in areas that the rest of the world just doesn't think about have created a dung-powered space rocket and have successfully tested it. Dung dung as in like dung? Dung as in cow as manure. In c- cow dung. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, there's a... Here, you want, I'll link you the video. Uh, I'd love um, to see a, a, a dung video. 
dung you just googled dung video i no, don't think you're gonna no, get no. what you're looking for if you no, just google dung video not um yeah so they've created a prototype test rocket uh that uses liquid biomethane okay in- interstellar technologies inc in japan and yeah they had a successful static test fire and yeah this is this is this is a rocket this is <laughs> this is some powerful liquid methane or is it liquid yeah liquid biomethane yeah so somehow I, I they've mean, converted cow poop into liquid methane and uh it it it's a rocket it looks powerful if you watch so, the video I mean first of all you uh <laughs> And second of all, I don't know, you know, I don't know. This seems to me like one of those things where like I would be, I'm far less interested in what this does for space travel. And I would be curious to know is like, is what will this do for the issue that we supposedly have with cow methane being like, one of the biggest, you know, contributors to us screwing up the earth, right? Like that, I'm I'm curious to go, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, we've killed two birds with one stone because now all of the methane that's blasting holes in the ozone layer, you know, and, and or whatever, heating up the, heating up the earth, we're going to take that and we're going to convert it all into hyperdrives and, and like you know all this other so i don't know yeah yeah do you well, know what i mean yeah like and this so this is this is a jet engine it has like it's it's like um an environmentally f- fueled rocket i don't know right. what the like if the the what do you call it the the gas that because you know you burn something it produces a gas or smoke right is is there the emissions from a liquid biomethane rocket environmentally friendly i don't know right because wouldn't it be funny (laughs) wouldn't it be funny and it says it is wouldn't it be ironic it's a very short article but wouldn't it be ironic if the thing that allow that ultimately enables us to be able to leave this planet in search of a new home is one of the very things that <laughs> ended up rendering this home unusable in the first place. Well, yeah. Well, here's the, here's like, not like this just came to me. You saying that, like you could, you could take your fuel source with you. Right, like sure. If you got a big rocket ship full of people and resources to, like we talked about last week, like explore the galaxy, you get that big multi generational ship, and a big section of that ship is ship is just cows <laughs> reproducing and and being milked and being eaten, right? And all that poop that they're making is your fuel to keep the ship moving forward, all right? Right? Yeah. Like you're essentially taking your, you can take your fuel source with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it it's weird. It's, we're really, you the know, re- people talk about, 
people talk about the 60s and the space race, right? And and it's it was one of those iconic times in the world's history, the 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 iconic 60s space race. Yeah. It Which, feels like we're in a new one now. There is. There, it, there definitely is a new one, right? With India landing a rover on Mars, uh, at the same time Russia and China were trying to, now NASA's getting ready to launch one on Mars, right? Like, there is there is a space race to kind of get boots on, on, on I said Mars, on, they, the this was all on uh, the moon, sorry, not Mars. Um, there is another race to get, to the moon, but in a more uh, permanent fashion, mm-hmm. right? Like they're trying to figure out like, how can we stay on the moon? Because one of the biggest problems that space agencies and anybody interested in traveling and colonizing space have is the, the, the biggest barrier to, to doing that is leaving Earth's atmosphere. Right. So if we, the whole, the the idea of getting a actual working operational base on the moon and launching and as kind of a staging point for the rest, exploring the rest of our galaxy is a really big deal because it cuts down on a lot of the problems we have right now trying to lead, trying to stage everything from Earth's surface. Right. You know Fighting what's going to be Earth's gravity. You don't have to fight Earth's yeah. gra- the moon's gravity near as much, right? You know what's going to be really disheartening, but I also think is inevitable and entirely unavoidable. That Working was that was a moon? question. No, well, no, I don't want to work on the moon. Um, <clears throat> when when we start to see borders places other than earth do you know what i mean like once you have if you have more than one country colonizing the moon there's gonna be borders there's gonna be like well this part of the moon is technically china yeah and you're like <laughs> like i just well, i don't know or, it just <laughs> you could even it could even get to the point where like the moon is its own place right like no, we're well, moon yeah. people. Screw you, Earth people. We're taking care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but you'll still never. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's that a that long. That's a long generation long, longer away. way off than what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. there'd have to be. Because it will start out as well. This is the American part of the moon, and this yeah. is the Chinese part of the moon, and then it, it would have to be hundreds of years from now when there's like a real structural breakdown to, you know, or or we end up with some sort of like really what it's going to take it's going to take something like the mass effect universe i know it's the second week in a row we're talking about mass effect but <laughs> where it it no longer becomes about um like nationality and it becomes about species right where where the councils are no longer Oh well, you have a representative from North America. You have a representative from no. You have you have a representative for human, right? And then you have a representative for you know the ET creatures, and then you have a representative for the Wookies, and you have a representative for you know whatever, and and that's you know which which will just shift the issue. 
then the squabbling and the racism and the you know whatever else that, will yeah, just get shifted we to that. Find other races and stuff. Oh, we will. Yeah. No, if we, we will. don't I, we find other races weird, and yeah. stuff, then we could end. The borders could end up looking something like I just sent you from BattleTech. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, space it like Earth is at the center of this map which is kind of a rough milky way-ish kind of thing and uh, everything kind of expands in a triangle from earth in different directions and each kind of segment of it is is a different faction or reigniting reigniting the ancient view of the earth as the center of the universe absolutely we <laughs> right like it will become yeah. it will be the central hub wait a anyway you're saying i'm not the center of the universe <laughs> all right well kicking things off uh and moving into our um our actual topics for this week uh but like i said i do have a i mean we're gonna tie it like it, it's gonna get tied into film cgi and stuff like that but it is you know first and foremost not strictly a movie topic. I concede that. I I admit that. Well, after 10 years, 10 years of rumors, 10 years of fake content ending up online, 10 years of leaks, 10 years of waiting and longing, an, an entire generation of technology completely skipped over. Last week, we got the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. And, and people lost their minds, right? Like, Grand, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, and I haven't looked at it in a couple of days, so let me pull this up, so, because I assume the number is much more wild than, yeah, the trailer's been out for seven days. It has 143 million views on YouTube. <clears throat> like, that's astronomical numbers. Yeah. That's record-breaking numbers. And make no mistake, with this game, Rockstar is going to make all the money in the world. And I don't mean that by hyperbole. They will be able to... You, you want to know who's going to be able to start their own government out in space and build their own plane? It's going to be Rockstar. <laughs> because they are going to make... And especially when you start factoring in like the super-duper deluxe version that'll cost $180. You know, whatever it is, yeah. right? They're going to make asinine money with this. Um, but... But that's we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about you know how much how successful is this game going to be? How much money are they going to make? We're here to talk about the visuals because yes, th- what we're looking at is is in-engine footage. We're not looking at gameplay footage. That's important to establish. Having said that, in a way that we've seen in some in-engine trailers in the past, there are certain shots in this trailer that are film, almost film-level CGI. Like, really, truly incredible, next-level, especially some of the like handheld cell phone footage shots there is some ridiculously 
good looking shots in this trailer. And what's re- what's interesting is they did a um especially the especially this like one of these establishing shots that like pans up from the water over the skyline of the city. Like you know, a couple couple more days work. You you tighten that up a little bit and you put that in a film nobody has any issues with it at all. And so what's what's crazy is, you know, GTA 5. And I've never been a massive Grand Theft Auto person. Like I've, you know, just like most other 13, 14-year-old boys, I played Grand Theft Auto because it was fun. It was fun to get and steal someone's car and run people over and, you know, get chased get chased by the cops. And yeah, yeah and I've already, you know, like there's these shots of the beach, right, with all these like very densely populated looking beaches, which is a, a, a quite a feat for a video game and an open world thing like that and and yeah you know it's funny to read the comments where it's like well it looks like a lot of speed bumps when i drive down the beach right and (laughs) i and it sounds crass but it's grand theft auto like that's it's there's no it is it's a the trailer is a minute and a half of people twerking right it's like it is it is what it is but there have been there was a couple of people recently like obviously within the last week who were former Rockstar developers who went on the record saying it's gonna look like this. Like this is this is like we know you're used to seeing E3 trailers and then a year and a half later the game comes out and you're like, wow, that doesn't that's not as groundbreaking as groundbreaking as what you promised to us. They said, no, 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 this is going to shake the industry entirely. And the reason I bring this up is because A, like I said, there's there's clearly, I mean, CGI is something that's used very heavily in films nowadays. This is a CGI trailer, it's very impressive CGI for for what it is while maintaining a GTA while maintaining a video game look, it's incredibly impressive CGI. Um, but I think that this is games like this because this game is going to change the industry entirely. Make no mistake, this game will change the industry entirely because they will have implemented optimization and whatever it is that they need to do in order to make something that could have never run on hardware that was accessible to people in the past. They're going to do it and it's going to run and it's going to be incredible. I think this is moving us one step closer to video games. Yeah, Like I'm sure at some point there will be some sort of VR option for this, right? Because I think there was, I think you could play GTA 5 in VR, at least GTA 5 online. I think there was a first person mode you could select and then you would, you know, go in and put your VR helmet on. And GTA 5 is this kind of weird anomaly in the sense that the online community for GTA is just as strong, maybe not if not stronger than it was 10 years ago, right? Like the game has not stopped. It has not slowed down. It has not died. And, and GTA six is just going to take that over. And I'm wondering how much closer we are getting to like ready player one and what kind of impact that will have where if you can, if you can put on 
a VR helmet and and hop into and create your own stories and get exposed to extra, exposed to stories and and kind of live out those fantasies that films now provide to us in a way that video games don't quite because yeah they're kind of realistic they're getting pretty realistic but they're not quite there and and you know don't get me wrong nobody's going to make mistake this trailer for live action <laughs> right like that's not what i'm saying but i do think that we're moving one step closer to to video games i, I don't want to say threatening the film industry but certainly taking a much larger piece of the pie if this is the type of stuff that we're able to to get from it carl i know you're not a gta guy i mean just like everyone else you've obviously played some at some point you've had a controller in your hand and the game and the console has been gta oh um, I, I i own gta one and two on original well, playstation okay okay all right those, but those that's like, when gta was great i don't know where that's they went ga- wrong, but. That's, that's, ga- <laughs> that's game boy level stuff um but i obviously you've seen the trailer i assume yes. everyone's everyone's seen the trailer it was a yes. real big deal when it dropped a what do you think of the trailer and B, do you think that, you know, if this game comes out and it actually looks the way this trailer looks, if what those former devs are saying is true, is, is this kind of one of those, like, you know what, there's enough room for everyone here and there's enough, there's enough pie to go around or... Are we headed in a direction where the video game industry starts encringing a little bit on, you know, some of the time that people spend and some of the the the, the entertainment dollars that they spend going to the theater? Um, I mean, I think you already get that to some degree. Uh, I think they're still going to end up being kind of their own kind of separate industries drawing different uh, people in differently. Like, cause you consume the media differently, right? One, you kind of yeah. just sit back and enjoy one. You have to interact with. Uh, so uh, unless video games somehow get to a point where I can just sit back and relax, but still interact without having to think with only having to like, think, I guess <laughs> it like, it's you're not going to have an impact or unless TV movies start to become more interactive, which we've seen a little bit. Like there was, yeah, the Bandersnatch the thing, Bandersnatch, the black mirror movie, right? Like we've seen a little bit of that, but it's not anywhere near where video games are at or, and I don't think it, it'll be, I think it'd be a long time before we ever get there. Do you like, think you'll start seeing more? Because we saw there was like some Call of Duty game where Kevin Spacey showed up, and it was it wasn't just Kevin Spacey's voice; like it was Kevin, like yeah, it was modeled Act- after him. Actors are definitely getting Obvious, into the video. Yeah, game obviously we have the cutscenes, the Keanu Reeves new. thing with like, Cyberpunk. Uh, it, that's it's not a new thing. Like no, but do you think we'll way, see more of that? Like there, um. Commanding the original Command and Conquer used live action cutscenes. In fact, right. um, oh, what's his name? Uh, there was a, like a, a Hollywood actor was a big part of of the, 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 that 
those cutscenes. I can't I'll remember look it his up. name. Ironside, I think. Michael Ironside? I think so. Maybe. Um, Sam Fisher himself? I'm looking it up. And, yeah, so um I I think um that uh th- that's not gonna affect the movie industry. There's a right. huge it'll be a huge leap for the video game industry. I mean there's already some really nice looking games out there. Mm. Um usually when a game like we're we're kind of <laughs> way off our our base here, our normal our yeah. audience. But anyway, yeah, we don't know since anything we're about here. Yeah, games. when a video game goes like high fidelity graphics, like what this the what we've seen from this trailer for GTA, usually, usually the the gameplay isn't as intense, isn't right. as 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 important, like. They've got there's there's some video games out there that are more um, uh, puzzle based, right? Sure, uh, yeah, a lot like of a lot of crazy myth, indie something like yeah. a video game called Myth, right? It's all just like figure, we walk into a room and you've got to figure out. It's almost like an escape room. You got to figure out how to get out, kind of thing. And it's like they're graphically really beautiful, but there's not there's not a lot of um, coding in the background for for in terms of the gameplay no all your processing power is going into making yeah compared to like a first person shooter where there's like a lot going on especially if the environment's destructive and and stuff well that kind of the draw you've only got so many resources that the computer can allocate to different uh projects while or different things while the game's running right so which also, but do you remember that footage that went around maybe seven or eight months ago um, for a a test, an early gameplay sort of test for a game called Unrecord, which was like a body cam style shooter that with the exception of, of one or two moments in that video, it was indistinguishable from live action. <clears throat> did you see that, that. No. Oh, i'll send it to you later and you'll fangirl but, about it and no, go it, oh my gosh vi- yeah video games are definitely getting like looking better and better and better and yeah while while at the same time still having that deep gameplay um that that most gamers are looking for yeah, well, it'll so, be interesting. I, it'll be interesting to see if more film actors start kind of, if you start seeing George Clooney pop up and, you know, whatever you see other, like doing actual motion capture yeah. performances. Um, and admittedly, I'm excited for GTA 6. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just, it's kind of one of those, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a movement it's gonna be it'll be more than just a game releasing it's going to like i said it's gonna i think redefine an industry and and just kind of you know be the biggest thing since sliced bread for for the video game market but all right moving Iron into side actual was in command and conquer three not number one but oh yeah not, not, the loser. whole the whole series used uh live action right all right moving on to our actual movie-based news topics. We are a movie podcast. Probably best to stay in our lane. 
Um, <laughs> That's what people are here for. <laughs> listen, we, uh, you and I had talked a little while ago um, about sort of the, the, the death of physical media, right? Yep, we uh, did that in the last year. Target said that they were going to stop um, selling physical media. I think it was a couple years ago now, but but you know, fairly recently in the grand scheme of things, Samsung, which was the at the time the largest producer of like Blu-ray players, said, "We're done. We're we're not going to make Blu-ray players anymore because who cares, right?" Yeah. So we've been getting more and more out of it, and and something I said at the time that admittedly probably sounded a little like I was a worrywart, right? Probably sounded a little like I was tinfoil hatting it and I was making much to do about nothing. But I said, you know, one of the scary things or something people should be aware of in this move to being 100% digital is that a lot of the digital content that you buy, not all, but many of the services that sell digital content don't, it's, it's not like you download a file that then exists on your computer and you can throw on a hard drive or a USB stick, right? It's not just you now have a digital copy. Many of them, you know, if, if you, and I think the example that we used, because we're both Xbox people, was if you buy content, through the Xbox Live store, you have to watch it on your Xbox. Right. On Xbox <clears throat> Live, right? It's kind of like you're still sort of, I mean, you can save it locally, but it's still sort of like a subscription service, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, or a lease. It's kind of like a lease. You don't it's actually kinda like own a lease. the product. You're you're just borrowing it for the its life cycle. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and so I said, well, what happens when... You know, like, if there's a Blu-ray sitting on my shelf, nobody can take that away from me. Right? Like, I've bought that. Yeah. That's mine. It's on my shelf. Yeah. You can always Bugger watch it and get as your long own. as you have a working Blu-ray player. A Blu-ray player and the disc isn't damaged or whatever. <laughs> which, <laughs> this is a side note, which, I mean, it's hard. Like, I have a few, one or two VHSs sitting on my shelf at home, which... You know, like you're saying, nobody can take that from me, but I can't watch them because I don't have a working VHS and well, get one, man. Go to don't know where I would get one. Oh, eBay and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, there, you can, there, you there can places, find them. But yeah. You can't buy and one I'm, new. Or, and I'm sure there's some, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure there's some company out there somewhere that is still, there's probably some full. company out there somewhere that's like manufacturing you know, beta players and yeah. laser disc players and stuff like it just, just cause right. Yeah. Well, like and, vinyl, and so I come back. <laughs> so I said, what happens when, what happens when the service that you've bought that through, I don't know, goes belly up, you know, then what, Th then is that all just gone now? Or what happens if they decide that they're just going to, not give you access to it anymore, right? Like, and and yes, it sounded a little little bit like a worry wart, a little bit like a conspiracy. Ooh, the government's after you, kind of. They're gonna take your, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I say what I said. 
And my goodness. When he's right, he's right. What are what are your lottery picks this week? Because <laughs> <laughs> So, it uh it just came out last week, PlayStation. One more reason that I'm an Xbox person. <laughs> PlayStation came out and said this. As of December 31st, 2023, due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased discovery content. And the content will be removed from your video library. We sincerely thank you for your continued support. Not sorry for the inconvenience. (laughs) Not... Thanks for your money, suckers. Yeah, not not (laughs) we understand this may be upsetting to some of you. Right? Just, hey, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so what's coming out of that is 1,318 seasons of Discovery Shows. So be that your dirty jobs or your Mythbusters or your, you know, whatever it is. Mythbusters. Right? Cake Boss. (laughs) Like whatever it is. Anything owned by Discovery. Presumably, a lot of the same shows that are currently on Discovery Plus that you could go and stream and, you know, whatever. But that doesn't take away the fact that these are things that people have, quote unquote, purchased. And presumably did so. And maybe this was a little short-sighted. I would argue it was. But did so presuming that the conditions or sort of the circumstances around that purchase would be very similar to had they gone and bought the DVD box set. I own this now. There's no rush to watch it. I own this. I've paid for it. It's in my library. Nay, nay, says PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) Go suck an egg, says PlayStation. No, no and you merely leased it from us while we and, had this deal with Discovery. And you know what? Like, listen, I don't... I don't think that this is... It, it sounds like I'm pointing a finger at PlayStation. I'm not fully. Right? PlayStation isn't doing this because, hey, you know what would be funny? They're doing this because of copyright agreements and stuff like licensing agreements, right? Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers, who owns Disney Plus, this is a part of them trying to boost their their Disney Plus, or Disney Plus, Discovery Plus and, and like HBO Max subscribers, right? Hey, remember that comment, that content that you obviously know and love because, well, you bought it? Now you got to come watch it over here now. Start paying us instead. Yeah. Right. And so is it PlayStation's fault? No, I don't think so. Is it Discovery Plus's fault? I mean, they're doing business and they do own the rights. And <clears throat> and so maybe a little bit more than PlayStation, but also, you know, I don't know. Ultimately, I think this is just a real you know, it's it's a candle being held up to some of the issues in the infrastructure. 
some of the issues in the system. And here's, here's, here's another take, right? Like this, this is in a user agreement that you clicked. I agree to, but didn't read. Never read. Right. Like this, when when you signed up for, for your Sony, whatever they call it for their, for their being able to watch stuff and play games on their service, right? Part of that user agreement, I guarantee you somewhere in there has got some legal mumbo jumbo about if we lose um, a license, if a licensing agreement gets canceled, you lose all access to anything in that agreement. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's not really Sony's fault. It's, it's not really like Warner Bros. The, 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 they can, these the license, the Warner Bros. You said owns discovery. Yep. Yeah. They, they can do, whatever they want with this thing, you know, like they, they, they've come to the end of a contract with Sony. They've fulfilled their end of the bargain. Sony's fulfilled their end of the bargain. Both parties come back to the table to renegotiate. Either one of them can leave that table going, meh, I'm good. I don't want to partner with you anymore. And you know, that's, that's business, (laughs) right? That's how it works. No one can be faulted. I, well, I would say if you're, if you're one of the people that is losing out on this, you bought a whole bunch of discovery channel or whatever stuff uh, through Sony to watch on your PlayStation. Yep. You have no one to blame, but yourself didn't read the fine print. Right. Right. And trusted a corporation to have your back. And this (laughs) is one of those things because like we also talked about, so what happens when there is like the great thing about physical media is physical media is, you know, we assumed that when digital content became a thing, that that would mean the infinite preservation of a lot of old and hard to find and niche things. And yeah, and easy to access that stuff. Yeah, too. because <laughs> it would all just be on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, but it, it, it hasn't shaped out that way. Right. And so what happens, like I can go to bed tonight and sleep soundly knowing that Ernest goes to camp is sitting safely on my shelf. And anytime I want to, anytime I want to pop, Ernest goes to camp into the DVD player and watch it. It's sitting there and it's waiting. Do you know who the real hero of that movie is? Was Jim Barney. The golf golf cart. cart. But so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the golf cart has its own character growth arc throughout that whole it's film. True. It's, it's true. the hero. But so <laughs> it it's it's one of those things though that like if I didn't have that. Here's a great example. Is a great example. I own on DVD the first four Tremors movies. <clears throat> Good for you. Those are great flicks. However, there's a fifth and a sixth. And I've been able to find, in the fifth and the sixth, I haven't seen yet. And I've been able to find the sixth. I have a copy. I can't find the fifth anywhere. Can't find it anywhere. Is it only digital? It's, why well, I, I or, or there's probably a DVD that exists of it somewhere, but without like ordering it from China or, you know, Australia or wherever and paying all this and then not even being sure if the region 
code is the same, like if it'll even work, am I right? So, I mean, right. yeah, there's those shortcomings of physical media, but it's it's a niche thing for sure. I mean, Tremors 5 is about as niche as you get. And it's not like it's just sitting on some hard drive somewhere that is uh, that I can just go to Google and go, oh, Tremors 5, and it'll just pop up for me. Mm. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we're there, but we're not there. And, yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, maybe, like, maybe that's the next strike. <laughs> I, maybe I sounded a little harsh on the, anybody who's kind of caught up in this. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 might sound harsh, but that's my stance and I stand by it and I'm not immune to it either because even though I don't buy, uh, movies anymore, physically or digitally, I usually just rent through my Xbox store or I watch them on a streaming service. I do buy all my video games digitally now. Yeah. If I, if I buy them and don't get yeah. them through game pass. Yeah. Right? Who says so, you own like, that? If I don't, I don't re like I own it, but I don't really own it. And in if for some reason that game gets pulled from me, it probably won't hurt that much because I under I've I've kind of gone into that purchase knowing there's a potential I might not ever have access to this again in the distant future. But also by that time, I won't care. I've played the game. I rarely but, go back and play games. And you know what's so interesting now, though? Like, with the way that consoles and video games and licensing and, you know, oh, you must sign in online to prove that you actually own a copy of this and then you can yeah. play it. Like, all of those things. What's really interesting about it is I've got, like, you know, I bought... I, I, have, I have a full shelf full of 360 games. Yep. I maybe have five or six physical Xbox One games. I don't have any X or Series S games, physical games. Um, but even my 360 games, like I have a 360 still. It's I The last time I plugged it in was a couple months back, which was the first time in years. It was slow as dirt. <laughs> in comparison to what we've been, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like this was this was the pinnacle. We thought this was this was lightning quick, um, but it's one of those things where even my Xbox One games, right? Like, right, there's full backwards compatibility for Xbox One games on the new consoles, right up until I, you know, pop in my disc for, I don't know, uh, Shadow of Mordor, or, you know, whatever it is. And and I get a, a notification from Xbox saying, oh, we no longer support this game. Sorry. <laughs> right. Just because I have a physical copy of a game, right? That's that's one of the differences between games and DVDs, right? Is like your game your disc nowadays, if you have a disc, it it's still not really the because you're still downloading the game. Yeah. It's it's your disc is kind of just like the verification key so that you don't have to sign in to play it. It goes, oh, okay, well, we can see obviously that you own this. Yeah. Until they decide, well, we don't want you to play <clears throat> this anymore. And they could take it away. 
Like, it's yeah. just n- nobody owns anything anymore. All right. Anyway. Moving, moving on. on. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Robert Downey Jr. coming back to the MCU. Right? There, there was rumors going around that he was going to. There were conversations going around about, well, you know, not only is he going to, but he's already signed the contract. There were discussions about, well, you know, like Kevin Feige, it sounds like may use Secret Wars to kind of reboot the whole thing and and bring back actors that we thought were long gone and get rid of some of the characters that we don't care about and like all of these things. Well, Kevin Feige was recently asked, Yo, Kevin, what gives, homie? We getting RDJ back or we not? And Kevin Feige said this, You know, we worked very hard for many years to get to that moment. Presumably, the death of Tony Stark is the moment he's talking about here. And he says, "Uh, We would never want to magically undo that in any way, right? The momentumous finger snap, the, the, the Tony's defiant last words, I am Iron Man, right? Joe Russo, one of the directors, um, goes on to, to talk about how, you know, it, we were, it was emotional, <laughs> right? Like we, Tears were shed, we had our cries, we promised him it would be the last time we made him do it, ever. So, is this Robert, or is this Kevin Feige saying, look, I, I, you know, obviously I've heard the rumors, and I'm here to put that to bed and say it's not happening. Well, just like every time a statement is made that is not a clear-cut, no, sorry, he's not coming back statement, or yes, we're happy to announce that he's coming back statement, there's a couple of different sides here, (laughs) right? Like some people are looking at this going, yeah, no, absolutely, this is him saying he's not coming back, they don't want to mess with it. It's a happy ending. They don't want to, or not a happy ending, but it's a a good ending. They put a bow on it. They don't want to undo that. There are other people who are looking at it going, well, you know what he didn't say? He didn't say the word no. He was asked a yes or no question. (laughs) And he didn't say yes. And he didn't say no, right? He gave a vague answer, right? And that would just by definition, if I ask you a yes or no question and you give me an answer that doesn't include yes or no, that is a vague answer, regardless of how far in either direction it appears to lean. So, I think there's there's merit in both sides. I think there's merit in looking at this and going, you know, they, they made Tony make a big sacrifice and they don't want to hurt that sacrifice. They don't want to take away from that sacrifice. They want to just end it the way that it's ended and move on and, you know, leave their biggest star and most beloved character on the cutting room floor. Fair. I think the other side of this are people hinging, hinging, hanging very specifically on one statement, on one word, and that is the word magically. 
That is Kevin Feige saying we would never want to magically undo it in any way. And so there's a lot of people who are looking at that going, well, this is him saying, you know, we're not going to go back in time and make it so that he doesn't die. We're not going to undo that moment. It's an important moment. But we're not going to undo that sacrifice. Because if you undo that sacrifice, then, you know, the entire story arc of of the second Spider-Man film where he's he's reeling over the death of Tony and and all of the heartache and all of the the pain that people have felt as a result of losing Tony, well then that never happened and you lose all that and that's not there anymore. And it's all important. It's good storytelling. And they're aware of that. But he could still come back. Right? It's the multiverse, secret wars. It's like, there's lots of different ways that you could still bring him in. You had had suggested, you know, yeah, you bring him back as, as you know, before Tony died, he, just like Zola, oh, Zola did. He uploaded his, um, he uploaded his conscience to a, a an copy AI. copy of his consciousness. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, AI. he's the new, yeah. he's the new Jarvis, right? You get Robert Downey Jr. in there just yeah. as a voice, or maybe, maybe as a voice that like, you know, has a little bit of like a, on, on a computer screen kind of reconstruction of his face or, you know, whatever oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Some sort of augmented thing. So, I don't know. Listen, I, where I fall is... I don't think he said no, and I don't think he said yes. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't know at this point. I don't know if he's coming back, but I don't think that this is confirmation that he isn't. I don't think it's confirmation that he is. I think it's still a massive question mark. If anything, this has just sort of balanced me out into the center of that meter going, I, I don't know. Right before, I was pretty sure that we would see him again at some point. Now, I don't know, but I certainly don't. This hasn't swayed me into, nah, I don't think they'll do it. I'm not there. Carl, you hear this. You hear these comments from Kevin Feige. Um, we know that Kevin Feige's a bullshitter. We know the man's <laughs> full of shit. Right? Because it was the whole, like, ah, oh, you know, we, we're just, I, Robert and I have never discussed it. Oh, that's fine. Are those the rumors? I hadn't heard that. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. There's a reason you're not an actor, sir. There's a reason you're behind the camera on these films. Um, you hear this. What are your thoughts? Is Kevin Feige, is that a nail in the coffin? Is it done? Is it over? Should people just accept the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back? Or is this potential gate this this possibility is it still flung wide open i i think my stance hasn't changed based on this new information he the character is dead they're not going to undo that sacrifice by bringing him back to life as a living breathing character in the in, in this universe I would suspect any multiverse version of him will potentially be a different actor. Tom Cruise. I don't care who. Not that I'm well, a Tom, I'm not a Tom Cruise guy, I but I think that would be a that would be a crowd pop because Tom Cruise was originally yeah, lined up to play Robert Down, or to play Tony Stark. Um 
I think, I think, yeah, if the only way, the only way in my mind for them to bring him back into the current universe is to bring him back in, in an, a, um, kind of AI capacity, kind of, kind of a, a, a mentor from the past kind of thing, an interactive right. AI. Someone who could interact with Riri Williams. Yes. Which, which is comic book. Like that's, that's how Riri kind of cuts her teeth in, in the Marvel comics is she's got an AI version of Tony helping her along. Yeah. Which wouldn't that be a reveal? Wouldn't that be a reveal if, if that's, you know, because when we see her in Black Panther Wakanda forever, she's already kind of like, you know, it's not the same suit that the Wakandans build for her. Um, but she's got some tech, right? Like she's, she's got some Stark tech and wouldn't that be an interesting reveal if for whatever reason, like, you know, she's a hacker and she was able to hack and download this, this Tony AI or, you know, whatever it is, but that by the time we saw her in, in black Panther Wakanda forever, she's already got the AI, right? That, that, that's how she was able to get to the point that she's already gotten to was because she's already, this is already happening behind the scenes. That'd be, that'd be something. And a point, yep. point then of contention, right? Because I'm sure there would be some people from the Avengers team that would put up a little bit of a stink and would maybe not be happy about the fact that some essential, essentially an outsider has this and is utilizing this, right? Would see it as kind of like, well, this is, this is sacred. This is Tony. You can't, you can't be doing this. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I hope he comes back. Even if it's just this AI thing, I'd be completely content with that. And I think it it again, like I said before, it it doesn't undo anything and you don't have to get hokey in order to make it happen. You're not undoing anything. In fact, it it sounds like a really great it may be, even though you can't take full credit for it because it happened in the comics, it may be the best idea you've ever had. Oh, like, thank you like, very much. Yes. It's it's. Yes. I, I'm I'm very smart, and uh, they should pay me the monies. <laughs> yes, Marvel. If you're listening, you're not. But if you are, send uh, send Carl one of those. I demand like, royalties. <laughs> opening and cl- well, no, just send him one of those like hyper realistic Iron Man helmets that like opens and closes and has oh, yeah, all the sure, different I'll take pieces. One of those. And, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be. <laughs> He'll be content and then uh, and then won't sue you for any sort of copyright infringement that he wouldn't be entitled to anyways. So, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 not a lawyer, but but you, know, you should probably just send him one of those Iron Man helmets yep. just to, you know, do the thing, co- cover your ass. All right. Uh, Star Wars. Yay. Rumor has it. That Star Wars exists. And that someday we may get new Star Wars films. Now what? it's a it's 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 a rumor that's been disproven many times. 
many times, many a time. Let me tell you a story, many son. Many a rumor, many a failure. Yeah, let me tell you a story, son. In my day, long before you were born, there was a point in time where every two days we got a Star Wars announcement. Wow, there's that many Star Wars films? <laughs> and then no, every no, son. third day, they canceled it. <laughs> and then they canceled it and changed directors and, and said, ha-ha, just kidding, Never, it was never a thing. Yeah, I, it's, it's been a mess, but it did seem like, and I've put a lot of faith in that last sort of round of announcements that we got where Kathleen Kennedy brought everyone on stage and said, Hey, these are the three new films that we're announcing. And these are the directors. They're standing right here. And this is the synopsis for these three films. This is, this is what we're making. And I believed it. And I admit that that's probably foolish. But I didn't care. I was like, just whatever at this point. Just just make a movie. Give me a movie. Well, it sounds like at least one of them may actually happen because the Star Wars, what I am affectionately and hopefully referring to as Star Wars Episode 10 starts shooting in April. Now, that is, of course, the the Daisy Ridley, Ray, 10 years later, picking up the pieces of the Jedi Order and, and building a new academy and training up a new generation film. Um, start Hang shooting on, in while April. I try and muster some excitement. Shut up. Just get, get in, um, her... Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> as, as as long as you can, because it's you. As long as you avoid throwing up in your mouth, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll be in good shape here. No, I, it's shooting in April, and say what you will about your excitement level. Say what you will about whether or not you think this film should be getting made. If this is the film you want, if it's a character you like, whatever. The fact of the matter is. A Star Wars movie starts shooting in April. Yeah. And that should be enough to spark at least a little bit of excitement, a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of hope in anybody who calls themselves a Star Wars fan. Yes. Regardless of what it's, I will. I will say there is, there is like hope that this could potentially be something worth celebrating. Yeah. Now... Yeah, we've we've I've beaten the dead horse about how I feel about Ray. I don't think I need to go into how poorly written character she is. But that's even that doesn't mean that this this can't go in a direction that does something interesting with the character and with the franchise. Unfortunately, really if they're going to go past the continue telling stories past the Disney trilogy, that's pretty much really the only direction they can really go. Like where else can they go? Well, what do you mean? They've kind of, well, I mean like, like them or hate them. The Disney trilogy is kind of shoehorned itself into a direction post their trilogy. Sure. Okay. Like you, it's Jedi orders. It's yeah. It's, it's if you're going to tell stories about Jedi past the Disney trilogy, you're stuck telling a story about Ray. You've given yourself sure. no other option. 
Yeah. So like it or hate it, that's that's the direction they have to go. Yep. So the, in my opinion, that's a, a big, v- massive mountain that they have to climb to get me excited about it. But, you know, that's it's not – I don't think it's an insurmountable thing. I've I've kind of thrown some fan my, – my own kind of fan thoughts about how the directions they could go that could get me excited about that in past episodes. It's possible, right? We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and and but, I'm uh, just ex- I'm just excited. Yeah. Like regardless of of everything else, I am excited and thrilled and relieved and filled with a sense of hope that some might even say a new hope that <laughs> the direction that they are choosing to go that they recognize that hey you know what. We're Star Wars. We need to be telling stories about Jedi. Right? Because that is our... That's what sets that, it apart. That's what we have that nobody else has. Yeah. If you're not right? telling stories about Star Wars, you're you're just in another sci-fi space opera. Yeah, absolutely. So, gets me a little excited. I know a little bit more excited than you, um, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I win in that scenario. That's it's okay. It's okay with me if other people aren't excited because because uh, I am. <clears throat> All right, our last our last official news topic before we get into uh, that must watch twenty twenty four list uh, circles around Sir Patrick Stewart, the great, the great. Even though. He Great did that should Star be Trek an stuff. honorary title that's given somehow. Yeah, like I'm surprised you know, you're going like with doc- great and not there's awesome. Doctor, there's Sir. Like great should be a title <laughs> that you can be bestowed. That it you know, the great Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do knowing you and and one of your all time favorite words being awesome. You wouldn't want it to be awesome. Awesome would also be a fun yep, Sir Sir, awesome. Sir, pa- Sir Patrick Stewart the awesome. Be awesome. They're awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, he screwed up and he did that Star Trek stuff. It's okay. But don't hold that against him. It's fine. We all have a bad day at the office. I'm not talking about any specific, like, oh, there was a bad. St- Star Trek project. I'm the, just hating the, on the Star current Trek. current projects be, that have been coming yeah. out. The recent no, TV I'm show. just hating on Star Trek in general to be a, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, the most recent series, the Star Trek series. I haven't watched any of it, but I, from my understanding, it it's kind of hit and miss, apparently, for is it? some Star Trek fans. Yeah. Well, hasn't most Star Trek been hit or miss for Star Trek fans? Like, isn't that in, the in recent decade? You know, the, the, the decade, Kevin yeah. or the, movies, the, um, the Chris Pine stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, the only Star Trek I've seen is, I think, the first two of the J.J. Abrams ones. Mm. And I didn't mind them. I didn't mind them. But that's because I didn't have any, like, Star Trek background, right? So I couldn't go like, oh, well, that's not how you're supposed to portray Spock. Or that's not how you're, I'm just like, okay, it's cool. Okay, it's Spock. Um, Now, we talked about the fact that it seems like it's pretty safe bet at this point that he's showing up in Deadpool 3. Very safe bet. I mean, 
everybody's in Deadpool 3, including, have you seen the most recent Seb photos where it looks like, and I don't know the name's actor, or the actor's name, it's not Liv Schreiber from the, the Wolverine films, it's like the original from yep. the first Brian Singer X-Men, Sabretooth. Yep. Big, big, hairy, brutish. Yeah. yeah. Looks like Sabretooth's in there, like the OG Sabretooth. So, interesting. Uh, but but we're pretty sure that Patrick Stewart is showing up in Deadpool 3, right? Well, but Brady and Carl, Professor X died in Logan. Well, yeah, but so did Logan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's going to be in this, right? So, and, and they've said that the Deadpool story fits into that continuity still. It just, you know, it's, it's a prequel of sorts. It takes place before the events of Logan. Okay, great. And we heard that, you know, when asked about it, Sir Patrick Stewart said, well, I've been told to stand by. And that was the information that he gave. And that seems, that seemed pretty definitive at the time. Now, rumors have started circulating because, you know, we can't wait for one film to come out and enjoy that one. we got to start getting pumped up and excited and speculating and tinfoil hatting about movies that are down the pipeline. And not just one movie down the pipeline. We're going to skip an entire Avengers... We're going to skip Avengers 5 entirely here. We're going to talk about Avengers 6. Rumors have started circ- circulating that Professor X will show up in some form in Avengers Secret War. Now, he, of course, appeared as a version of Professor X that we had not yet seen before on the big screen in uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And everybody had a lot of fun with that. Especially when that theme song started playing. Right? Like, everyone was like... Everyone peed a little bit. If you knew what that song was, you peed a little bit in the theater. That was a really horrible rendition of that. All right, take it away. Come on. <clears throat> All right, here's here here's a little better one. You did that so you you got closer to the microphone for that, I did. didn't you? I absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, you you know that that will just be distorted and awful, and no one will be able to hear what what you were doing, right? Uh, you'll have to fix it in post. <laughs> you know, there's only so much fixing you can do in post, right? I'll fix it in post. Damn it, make me sound better. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, Sir Patrick Stewart was asked, just flat out asked, like, let's not beat around the bush anymore. Just hey, can you dispel the rumors? Can you put to bed the rumors that you're going to be in Avengers Secret Wars? And Sir Patrick Stewart laughed and said, I cannot put those rumors to rest because it's not a fact either for or against. It is a possibility. Hugh Jackman and I looked upon Logan as being our farewell, given that I died in that film. Although I've been told... I've actually died several times already. How do I do it? <laughs> I mean, he's amazing, right? He's yeah. amazing. Um, but that's the big thing, right? Is 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 he is he saying, you know, I can't I can't deny it because I'm not in it? No, I 
I don't think he's saying that. Can I not deny it because I am in it? No, I don't think he's necessarily saying that either. I mean, this is, we like I said, we're talking down the pipeline. It's very possible that he hasn't been asked yet. Or it's possible that it's a similar scenario where, you know, as they're still rewriting, hashing things out, trying to figure out what the hell are they doing with Kang? Who is the villain of this this franchise at this point? Um, it's possible he's been told, we think we might have you. We're pretty sure we're going to. We're leaning towards, we, we have, we, we, we think we would really like you to be. But the script's not finalized. Right? And so, and if he is in it, but it's in a very minor role, then there's that. Maybe he is in it, and it's a massive role, because this is going to be where we bring in the X-Men into the MCU. Like, who knows? But it's definitely a bit of a cheeky response. It's definitely not a denial. It's not a confirmation, but it's Definitely not a denial. Carl, you hear this. I mean, I think we've both agreed at this point that that we'll be shocked if Professor X doesn't show up in Deadpool 3. I think we'll both be quite surprised. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Secret Wars? Is there what what are the mm. odds? Give me a give me a zero to a hundred that he's gonna show uh, up in Secret Wars. If he shows up in Secret Wars it'd be it'll be a cameo bit uh, i if over under he's it's over i would say over 50% over 50 yeah chance it'll happen but like, in a small it, role it yeah it'll be i would say it'll be amount to the same type of role maybe potentially yeah i would say but probably potentially the same role, type of role he played in strange Sure. Doctor Strange, right? Like, yeah, had about an, ten an, minutes. An important time. role, but not, not a lot of screen time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, well, there's a lot of she's, other shit going on in that anymore. movie. He's not no. young anymore, but the role of Professor X is not physically demanding. <laughs> no, <laughs> sit in a chair and act. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think Patrick Stewart can handle that. <laughs> He's eighty three. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. How old's Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen's got to be up there too. Eighty-four. Ian McKellen's older than Patrick Stewart, huh? I don't know that I would have guessed that. I think I would have flip-flopped that and added a year or two more gap in between. But mm. interesting. Yeah. No. I, I think I agree. I think. I think. It's likely that he'll show up because I think everybody's going to show up in Secret Wars. Like, you think a lot of people showed up in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. You think a lot of people showed up in Spider-Man No Way Home. You think a lot of people showed up in The Flash. Think I think Secret Wars show up in, in Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> I think Secret Wars is going to put them all to yeah. shame. Yeah. All cash to shame. In all, their, all their favors for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman in it, is what I've heard. <laughs> but we'll have to see. No, no, he'll be Batclaw. <laughs> yeah. Will Smith is coming back as Deadshot, just in case it turns out that Dr. Doom's only weakness is getting bitch slapped in the face, right? And then 
and it was too too soon. <laughs> I mean, I feel like enough time is has a lot. Oh, no, that's good. That's, that's good. You know. Like okay. It. All right. So moving on. We're okay. now. Okay. Can we we're take now a gonna go through. break first? This is a long oh, list. My gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? You gotta go I, pee. I gotta pee. Man. All right. We're, we'll put a cut in it here, but we're <laughs> announcing this cut. All right. So in a second, we're gonna come back. No time will have passed for you, but the Carl will be much relieved. Yes. All right. Bladders have been drained. Noses have been blowed. One, two, three, go. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> We're not singing again. <laughs> Pipe, you already did that, right? Okay. Pipes have been cleaned, restocked, and relit and smoked, and we're yes. ready to, to. You know, there's something nice about like I've never smoked a pipe, but my grandfather used to. Yeah, and I my, and I have his pipe. One of my dad's best friends always smoked a pipe. I don't know if it's he just, still does. Just a nice smell. That oh, like man. nice. Pipe yeah, tobacco out of smell. all the tobaccos forms, like if I were to ever start using tobacco in any form, it would be a pipe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just classy too. It right? Looks classy. Like it's just- it smells nicer, the nicest out of all the forms of tobacco smoke. But you would have to a, you'd have to get a smoking jacket, <clears throat> and b, you'd have to start saying things like mm, yes. <laughs> I like those just as mm, you yes mm, yes as you mm, yes 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 I mm, see yes mm, yeah. quite mm, yes. quite yeah. indeed I don't yeah. know what you're becoming Sean Connery now but that's yeah mm, yes quite so, as I so let's let's as let's I, review these movie trailers for 2024 as I, as I smoke this the, pipe and get in the back of the boat with some movies girl coming you know. in 2024 by you know. den of geek yeah so here we so here we have it it is the den of geek the must watch movies coming in 2024 now uh many of these films do have trailers that are out and carl and i have mm-hmm. viewed all of the available trailers um, some of the look, some of these films were we likely won't have heard of, um, and so we'll, we'll probably brush past those pretty quickly. But we're just going to kind of go yeah. through the list and say, you know what? Yeah, I think this is a must watch. It's definitely something I'm going to see, or yeah, I don't really know why it's on this list. Yeah, there's also a bunch that we've already reviewed on this show. Or talk well so, talked. We haven't reviewed them. We haven't well, seen them, but yeah, we talked really about them. Review, yeah, talked, talked about, about the trailer them. and. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably breeze by those ones pretty quick. Yeah. All right. So kicking things off, we have Society of Snow. January Uh, 4th. January 4th. Now, this was a film that I was not aware of until I just watched the trailer uh, this morning. And, you know. Did you see the 93 movie Alive? I did not. This was also based off this event? No, I did not. I'm going to tell you straight up, my answer to this one is no. And the only reason that my answer to this one is no. I know what and it I've, is. And I've been public about this on the podcast many exactly times. Exactly why. This looks like a really great movie. Except so, it's not so, in English. So why would I want to spend the entire film looking at the bottom three inches reading it? 
<laughs> yeah. Right. And and I get that for you. Listen, for some people that works great. Right. For some people, that's not an issue at all. It's ruined movies for me. Right. Pan's Labyrinth is not the enjoyable experience that it should be for me. Everything about that movie is 100% me, except I've never seen it. I've only read it. Right. Like there's so many great visuals that I am just not, you know, another one back in the day, I, I understand, regardless of your worldviews, whatever else, I don't care. Masterfully made was The Passion of the Christ. I haven't seen it. I've just read the bottom of the screen a couple of <laughs> times, right? And it's just not right. for me. And that's upsetting, but I'm going to take, I, I'm taking a pass on Society of the Snow. That, you know, you've, you've got, you've got a reason. It's a, I think it's a fine, fair reason. I would encourage you to go watch 93's Alive. Is it English? I It is English. It's a, it's an American it's a Hollywood production. 93. It, um, it, it, it uh, what's his name? Bring it up Don't real know. quick here. Ethan Hawke is one oh, of the yeah. leads in it. Okay. Um, I do remember I've seen, I have seen it. Um, I was fairly young at the youngish at the time, but I do remember watching it as a kid with my family and it, feeling like, wow, this is a crazy story. Now, I mean, what does, I don't know, eight, 10 year old Carl know about drama movies like this? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, but I remember so it being, I remember it being good. I remember it being like kind of what they're eat. Uh, I don't know if I should ruin. No, uh, don't ruin it. Yeah, I won't ruin it. But yeah, it it's, I, I think it's worth watching for, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it's definitely, it's a great, the story itself is crazy and inspiring. And yeah. So I think, I, I think that if what I remember of the 93 alive, it, it is, it is worth watching. I had an interesting thought the other night. How old are you? I know approximately, but what is your age? I will be 40 this coming June. Yeah. Did you know that's the age? Cause they've over the like 25, 30 years that the show has been on the air, they've aged them up like six years. Do you know you are the same age as Homer Simpson right now? Am I really? <laughs> you are. Yeah, you and Homer, same nice. age. Yeah, Homer. so take yeah. that to the bank. 40, yeah. what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll find out. Anyway. We're going to do I, something big. Anyways. <laughs> we'll do something. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is cool. I'm. It's on Netflix, so I might end up watching this. I don't mind subtitles. It doesn't detract that much from a viewing experience for me. Uh, as long as I can keep up with them, I'm a slow reader. But uh, I, I, I might watch it just because I do remember seeing '93s alive, and yeah, I, fun. I think, I think before we move on to this next film here, I think for your 40th, we gotta, we gotta get ourselves a, a, a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve. <laughs> so, all right, you, you get the that Nick, for my birthday. The the Nick Fury whiskey. That's the that's, yeah. that's the route we got to go. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so moving on, we have Mean Girls, January twelfth, January twelfth, and I, I mean, this one's interesting for a couple reasons because it is, it is a a film adaptation of the Broadway musical. Whereas the first one was an adaptation of the book. 
right? So the, the the book comes out, then they make a movie, then Tina Fey goes on to write a Broadway, Broadway musical, musical for it, and this is based off the Broadway musical. So interesting. Yeah, so this says Tina Fey expanding the Mean Girls universe with a movie adaptation of the Broadway that she wrote for the book. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and although it's not a sequel, right? It's still like it's about Regina George and all that stuff. It is it's got a lot of returning actors. Right? Like the principal in this is the principal What's that guy's name? The black guy that plays the principal in the first one or he's a teacher in the first one or whatever. He's in this and obviously Tina Fey's in it. Yeah. And it, you know, I just recently this fall rewatched Mean Girls. Did you really? I, I did. don't think I've ever seen it. And it's funny. It is. It holds up. You you couldn't make the, that Hillary movie. Hillary Duff was the lead in the first no, movie. No, right? Lindsay uh Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Yeah. And so it you know, I I don't think it's it it falls into a weird category where it holds up almost entirely. But still, that movie, the way it is, would never get made today. But it still holds up for some reason. And so, you know, this new Mean Girls movie is the type of thing that I would be inclined to roll my eyes at. But, A, it's Tina Fey. And I think Tina Fey's hilarious. And I'm on board for anything that Tina Fey puts forward saying, hey, I'm making something. And B, the trailer actually looks funny. Like it like I was surprised when I watched it that I was like, all right, um let's let's give this let's give this a whirl. I wouldn't go to the theater to watch it. But if it ends up on Netflix or if it ends up, you know, wherever, if if someone's like, hey, I bought a copy of it on PlayStation, hopefully I get to keep it, uh, then, yeah, I, I, I would I'd go over and watch it with them, I think. I, it, it looks good to me. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say a jumping up and down, yes, but I'm going to take a cautious yes on this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is not my type of comedy. I, I don't know. I don't Although you loved Bridesmaids, which is also not your type of comedy. I did. Uh, and they do kind of fall into the same kind of vein. If you were to kind of classify comedies into their own subgenres, uh, I might enjoy watching this. I might have to be dragged into it. I'm not going to choose to watch this on my own. All right. I'll drag you in. It doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't look like it could be fun. Like if this is the kind of comedy you enjoy, then it's probably going to be a lot of fun for you. Sure. Yeah. All right. January 19th, we have origin. Yes. Origin. I, I didn't, didn't know about this movie. Yep. Nor did I. With John Bernthal and Vera Far... I always mess this up. Farmiga? Farmiga? Who I really like, and I just don't know how to say her name. Um, This, listen, this looks like... I think the only way that I can explain this 
or describe what this film looks like to me. This looks like a good watch, but a tough watch. Yeah. Like, this is the type of movie, and I get some people aren't affected by it, and I'm not saying that makes you a bad person. I'm not, like, it's just different people have different emotional responses to movies. I think, for me personally, this is a movie that I will watch and not be in a really happy, fun mood afterwards. Like, I will, it'll be a thought-provoking film and an upsetting film, but that doesn't mean not a great film because I think it looks good. And so this one is a definite yes for me, but it it's one of those ones where it's not just, it's not, it, it won't be a, hey, you want to watch a movie tonight? Yeah, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Let's, uh, you know, this will be an intentional kind of, okay, I think I'm ready. All right, tonight's the night. Let's watch this. So I, this is a yes for me. This is another one of those ones. I, <clears throat> I, I have a hard time choosing to sit down and watch tough films like this. Like I've I've never seen um, Schindler's Shaw, List. Uh, not, not the Shawshank Redemption. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> Schindler's um, List. Uh, the uh, what's the the Nazi for the third time Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I keep I didn't hear you over my ram my mumbling. That's okay. That's yeah. Yes. Fine. Schindler's List. I have not seen Schindler's List uh, for the same reason. Like I just when I what what goes through my mind when I want to sit down for the evening and watch a film is I I want to enjoy. I don't want to walk away. Usually, not ninety eight percent of the time, I don't want to walk away feeling, oh man, that that's hard. That like I don't want to feel. I want to walk away feeling lighter. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, right. So I have a hard time choosing to watch films like this. Yeah, yeah. We should we should tell people. So it 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 um, the film marks. Duvernay's return to the thorny American issues that made her earlier work, blah, blah, blah. It is um, based on a nonfiction book by Isabella Wilkerson that seeks to track down the origin of how American racism stratified an unspoken caste system in the 20th century to rival those found in nations like India. So it's about, it's about racism in you know the, the early 1900s yeah. and and sort of where that all started and how it came about and ugh. all right <laughs> moving on something lighter february, february 2nd. 2nd yeah argyle okay. i yeah. okay i had yes. no idea this film existed and i am telling you right now yes yes a hundred times yes take yeah. my money yeah. yes this oh yeah my i've seen God, this trailer this, this good. before after before I seen this list, I seen this trailer probably twice, and oh. yeah, same thing. Like um, everything about it, right? You've got Sam Rockwell is in this. You've got Bryce Dallas Howard is in this. You've got and I don't know, not Carl's cup of tea, but you've got a cat. That seems to be playing a central character in this. And you top it all off by 
by putting the stamp on it that it is an espionage film from the from the director of Kingsman. And it has that Kingsman style of shooting and fighting and and mayhem with comedy kind of laced throughout it. It this just looks it looks amazing to me. And I can't believe I didn't know it existed until now. This I'm 100% guessing this one. This is the first one where I on this list where I'm like, "Oh, absolutely." 100%. Yeah. Yeah, this Yeah, and then the man, I'm trying to find the the movie that this reminds me of that I just watched recently on Netflix. Um Brad Pitt played a small part in it. Uh Oh, um um Bullet Train? No. No. Um The Lost yeah. City of um Yeah, yeah. Lost City of something. Of D or Z? Yeah. Some letter. We're we're the the actress plays a writer and then some dude is like you're writing what i'm trying to find and he ends up kidnapping her and there's this fun story that evolves out of that so this is kind of ish similar right like author gets embroiled in some weird world that she writes about because that world is some somehow she's writing exactly what that world is doing but yeah like yeah this just looks like really fun. <laughs> like, yeah, that movie was a lot of fun. This movie looks like a lot of fun and not, and a stacked cast. Like yeah. the cast in this is ridiculous. Ah, man. Oh man. So we got, you've got, um, Henry Cavill. You got, Sam Rockwell, John Cena, Samuel Jackson, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara. Oh man, it, the, the list just goes on. It's yeah, I'm so stoked for this. Like this, this if if we don't if we don't end up seeing this like in a theater or something, this will be a you and me sit down and bust a gut. Oh, and I, like I would, this is one. There's a few on this list that aren't like our standard kind of cookie cutter. What is movie men cookie cutter? Go to the movies and see Disney, like Marvel, Star Wars, essentially. And this is one of the things I would go to the movies and see for the show. Okay. I would like to point something out because it's important to me that this is established. So the Movie Men podcast uses, we have a calendar. We have a calendar that we all share. We all have access to. I'm kind of, I'm Carl doesn't you, put anything in it. You're the only one that it. does stuff with it. <laughs> well, Carl's the only one that puts things in it. I put things in it. I or, put no, things Car in it? Sorry, I've never Carl, put anything Carl in it. Carl doesn't, Carl just views it. Carl doesn't put anything in it. He doesn't yeah. change anything in it. He just yeah. looks at it and goes, yep, okay, I'll be there. I put things in it. I put things in it. I move things as need be, depending on, you know, a release date gets delayed or something happens in our personal lives. We're not able to meet the same deadline, whatever. Um, but I fill it out for the most part. Pete occasionally puts the odd thing into it. And I know Pete's listening. So I, this is not like, I'm not talking behind his back. I'll, I'm looking you right in the face here, buddy. <laughs> Pete 
occasionally puts things in it, but Pete Pete's relationship with the calendar is mostly to go in and change things. Is mostly to like bump things back by a few weeks or like <laughs> flat out delete them or if he doesn't well, I don't know if he deletes them, but maybe he'll put a little note next to it saying no. No. <laughs> right. And so like he's he's got a much more we, we all we all have different relationships with the calendar. Now, why do I bring up the existence of the calendar? So, back in the day, this was long before Carl, like Carl had guested on the podcast, but it was it was long before Carl was was a mainstay here with us. And I would go in and start filling out our our calendar for the upcoming, you know, next few months. And it was things like, okay, like, you know, we've got this vote and then Halloween's there. So we'll schedule one Halloween vote for this week and another for that week. And it was back like Pete and I were doing episodes every week. Come on, Pete, let's do that again. Get your shit together. Nobody cares if you are busy. <laughs> Nobody cares. Just do the podcast with me. Come His on. calendar cares. <laughs> um, and, well, and probably the missus. Uh, and so... But I would, and part of that was me going through and filling out new releases. And those new releases included, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was putting in 15 a year or something, but they were much more, you know, this is going to be, this is an important movie, right? It, it, it was a, not just like, hey, you know, I know this is a movie we both want to watch, blah, blah, blah. But like, for instance, if, if, Back when I was doing that, it had still been, or it, it, it had been 2023, for sure on that list, would have been Super Mario Brothers, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Because it was like, look, I, I, it doesn't really matter if we're super stoked about one of these. These are going to be important films. These are films that people are going to go see. And so we better have our act together and get a review up for it and talk about it and, and, and be relevant with it. And then Pete interacted with the calendar the way that Pete interacts <laughs> with the calendar. And then after a while, it just became like, all right, well, there's uh, the Lion King's coming. Are you going to do the Lion King? Are you are you interested in that one? Can we do that one? So, which is fine. Like, it sounds like I'm hating on Pete. And Pete, I'm totally not hating on you. Except for the, the, the once every two weeks thing. Come on, get your shit together. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not hating on him about the new release thing. But new releases, like he was, you know, we just approached the podcast in different ways, right? I approached it as a business. I approached it as let's let's know what's relevant, and that's my background in education is is media and and stuff like that. And so, like, let's understand what's relevant, make sure we're on top of these trends. And Pete was like, "Yeah, but I mean, if it's a movie I don't want to watch." then I don't want to watch it. And, and you know, then it stops being fun. And I don't want to, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but then we can hate on crummy. So anyways. Yeah. There's also, the, like, he's the, also approaching it from a different, like, where he's at in life, right? Well, like, he's, yeah, he's pushing 50. Got, and so. And and two young kids. and Yes. And so, yeah. uh, so anyways, it, it, uh, what I will say is that the number of releases, like bringing you on, there was many reasons we brought you on. Uh, you're strapping good looks. And, right. 
and many other things. Um, but one of them was that when you came on, the new releases that we covered went up significantly, right? Because as you know, like Pete doesn't go watch, like it, beca- it, it, it was becoming a struggle to get MCU stuff done. Yeah, because Pete, Pete lost interest. Pete lost interest in the MCU and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not compromising on this MCU stuff. So we got to get, we got to get Carl in here. We got to, you know, we got to do something. So Ghostbusters, like when the new Ghostbusters movie comes out this year, yeah, next year, I guess, technically, it. he's not going to go see it, but you and I are going to be parked. Like we're going to be wearing our, I ain't afraid of no ghost t-shirts. We're going to yeah. be stoked about it. We're going to be, so anyways, all that said, I don't remember how we got on this. <laughs> calendar but anyway moving on this yeah, next argyle, one argyle right up great. your list <laughs> so february 9th lisa frankenstein it should surprise nobody that this is a yes for me um cole sprouse is in this he's awesome Catherine newton is fantastic i this looks great to me it looks interesting like it looks somewhere between like it's got some Renfield vibes. No, no. You know what this vibes me for me? Um Encino Man. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say this is like this is Encino Man mixed with a little bit of Renfield, yeah. maybe a little bit of Warm Bodies from oh, yeah. back in the yeah. day, and then definitely like you know, this isn't Tim Burton, but you would be forgiven if you <laughs> thought that it was right especially some of the sunken eye makeup written all over it yeah i this looks great to me like it just it looks like a fun it looks like a fun Fun. popcorn flick it's not gonna win any oscars it's not gonna win you know but it it just looks like a it looks like a funny time so this one's a yes for me (laughs) yeah this this looks cool i think i think i could get into watching this all right. Well, I you might gonna... not go to the theater and watch no, it. No, I don't. I don't think I will either. But uh, yeah, it just it looks like a fun, goofy comedy and a really interesting spin on the Frankenstein story. Yeah, kind of modern day re- retelling. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, February fourteenth, we have Madame Web. Now, this is interesting because this is the first one on the list that, for me, should be an absolute yes. Yeah, we've already talked about this and, one. Yeah, and and technically it is an absolute yes because you and I are going to watch it. We're going to review it for the podcast. But my stance on this, just because we have to give everything here, yes or no, my stance on this is a I need to see another trailer before oh. I can because I, I I'm a I'm a meh right now. Like I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. Yeah, if I had to had to choose a thumb up or thumbs down on this, I would I would thumbs down it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sold. February 23rd, we have Drive Away Dolls. Uh this is my first now. Nah. Uh like it it it, it doesn't look bad. I'm not looking at this going, "Oh, this looks bad." It's got a great cast, Pedro Pascal, Matt Damon, but I I'm I'm looking at it saying this doesn't look bad it just it doesn't look like it's for me. Right? I I What are you I'm saying sh- you wouldn't you're not interested in a trilogy of lesbian B movies? I mean, I'm not I have nothing <laughs> against. I love all lesbians. I'm just saying 
I don't know. I just, you know, if if Brienne wanted to watch this and she put it on and she's like, you know, if I said, hey, do you want to watch a movie? She said, sure. And I said, OK, you pick. If she picked this, pop a bowl of popcorn, maybe I'd have a great time. R- really? Like, I, there's nothing in this that I'm like, I don't think this looks good or I don't think I would enjoy it. This is just the first one where I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever choose this. Right. If I watched it, great. I have no objections. And I'm not just trying to be political. Like I literally don't I don't think it looks bad. I just yeah. don't it doesn't pique my interest really. Yeah. And I would I would fall in that same camp. I think m- my wife would be interested in something like this in terms of a comedy. <laughs> she watches similar kind of stuff all the time. So you may need to, to report it. back and let us know how it is, or we yeah. need to have her on the podcast and <laughs> she can tell us, but th- there is just, just yeah, get a, just, this, just hold this your phone out and get a me, voice recording. This reminds me of like with the briefcase, it gives me some, like if, if we never find out what's in the briefcase, that's kind of like a, a Pandora's a Pulp box. fiction kind of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Right. Which is fun. So I I would hope you never see what's in the briefcase, uh, and that. But other than that, if it almost feels like kind of a Harold and Kumar kind of yeah. road trippy vibe, kind which of I also don't care for the Harold and Kumar, yeah. Kumar films. There's only it's one I, I watched the, comedy. the first Harold and Kumar film. Yeah, I I could I could walk away from that and walked away yeah. from it wishing it could. If I had never seen it, it I wouldn't I'd be the same as if I had. <laughs> there was. With the exception of one scene when, um, oh, what's the actor's name uh, from How I Met Your Mother? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick he's Harris. He's great. He's hilarious yeah. in it. When, when he's like peeing on the bush and he's like, dude, I'm peeing on this bush. He's like, what? This is your bush? You own this bush? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, no, it's, a, it's that's, funny. That's the only scene it's... from that film that yeah. won me over. <laughs> Um, next up on March 1st, we have Dune Part 2. Now, I've been very public that I did not enjoy Dune Part 1, um, for two reasons. One is I don't understand what was going on, and that's on me, and I need to rewatch it. And I've said I'm going to rewatch it. Intergalactic geopolitical politics. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that Pete and I are going to end up reviewing this one. I know that maybe Marshall will hop on and join us for it. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to rewatch the first Dune going into part two. Absolutely. Um, I feel so like I didn't, you kind of have to, yo, you have so to. much yeah. happens. I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't understand it. And I also didn't like that. It turns out that Zendaya was in the trailer, but not in the movie. <laughs> right. Like she shows up the last, she but she was sequences. like, <laughs> but she was like half the marketing for that film. Yeah. understandably so you have Zendaya in your movie kind of sort of not really you market the hell out of the fact that you have Zendaya in your film mm-hmm. um I'm I'm excited because listen I again I don't understand what's happening because I don't really know what happened in the first one because I guess I'm dumb or something <laughs> um but the trailers for the second one do look good and you have the addition of Christopher Walken in there as the emperor um, Florence Pugh, who I absolutely adore, uh, and Zendaya, who I'm crazy about. I think Zendaya can do no wrong. Everything I've seen Zendaya in, I think she crushes it. 
Um, so I'm, I am actually excited for Dune Part 2. I just need to do a little bit of homework and get caught up with the first one. But th- this one's a yes for me. Yeah, same here. I watched the first one. I enjoyed it. I feel like I understood what was happening. I'm sure I missed some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but for sure. I, I think I got the general gist of people's motives. And I will um, say about the first one, and this one looks the same, stunning to look at. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the first one that Carl's, I can just tell you nope. right off the bat, nope. Carl's a no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why is it uh, coming out in March and not October is my is, real quarry. Here. On March 8th, <laughs> there's a film called Imaginary. Uh, same, same people as Megan and, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, you know, <clears throat> it looks creepy as hell. It, yes. You know, there are, there are horror films that are just dark and kind of have that like gray or blue color palette and it's just like from the moment the film starts, it's supposed to make you feel miserable and like you're not enjoying what you're watching and, you know, and those don't interest me at all. Like they none. they really, really, really don't. Um, and then that there's ones. One, you mean kind of like that? The Witch? The Nuns one? The, the- no, no. I like the I love everything in the Conjuring universe. No, I mean things like it was a big thing back in the early 2000s where it was like, oh, this whole film is actually just gray and green because of the filters that they've put on it. Or like even the even the the scenes that weren't scary scenes and they're just like human connections and interactions and establishing whatever. Like it just felt gray and gross, right? And and that doesn't that doesn't interest me. Then there are films, um, and it looks like this one where there is a normal color palette. We see bright colors. We see families and green grass and and like sunny blue skies bright, warm, and warm colors. colors. And and yeah. those right off the bat interest me much more. Um, I haven't seen Five Nights at Freddy's yet. I. It was the producer of The Invisible Man, which I really like that movie. I think that movie is really well done. And I did really like Megan. Um, having said that, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a 50-50 on this. It's, it's just another Chucky, Annabelle, Megan. It, like, it's, it's just another inanimate object. The teddy bear is creepy. Right, like it, 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 it's been done, and and I think you know there's a possibility that they will inject this with some new flavor, and it will be better than anything we've seen before. And they did a different take on it and stuff <clears throat> like, and maybe this feels you know, like more than just a teddy bear being creepy. Well, yeah, no, for sure. Like I mean, there's the, a lot more the spirit. How this they portray like the spirits, like. It just seems like a symbol of this. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, this is this is a big no for That's me. That's a big I, no for I you. felt so uncomfortable just watching this. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll you know next Halloween when we're looking for some when Brianna and I are looking for some spooky movies to watch, um, or when Pete and I are coming up with our Halloween vote options, I may throw it in. I may watch it as we're you know sort of hunting for something to watch. Um, but I'm 
I'm not, I don't need to see it in March. Right? I'm yeah. not stoked on it. I'm not, it, you know, doesn't, doesn't do anything for Seems me. Seems like the wrong time of year for it. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, March 22nd, we have Arthur the King. Oh, it's a good dog movie. He's a it's a dog boy. movie. Who doesn't uh, like a good dog movie? I don't like dogs. Because you're an idiot. I mean, having said that, I love Homeward Bound, and I love, I think, I haven't watched Strays yet, but I think Strays looks hilarious. Beethoven, I love those movies. Uh, This just, nothing about this movie interests me, and it honestly, it even has nothing to do with the dogs. Um, I just, I don't know, I watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I, that's it's one of those movies that's going to come out. I'm aware of it. I I may see it at some point. I'm definitely not going to see it in the theater. Uh, I may never see it. I mean, Simu Liu's in it, which is a great, like it's got a good cast. Yeah. It ain't no B film. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. But I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this this will be something I watch at home. Maybe a family movie night. Yeah, maybe just me and Emily. I, I like it's. Yeah, this looks like a fun, feel-good flick. And who doesn't like a good doggo movie? Like, yeah. who's a good puppy? Yeah, he's such a good puppy. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch okay. it eventually. Not then, movies. then we have a big one. March 29th, we have Ooh. Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Yes, yes, a hundred times yes. Take my money. Yep. Shut up now. Take my money. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we've it's been over this. It's Ghostbusters. Do we need to go over it again? <laughs> no, no. It's a yes. It's I'm stoked. Yeah. It's uh, I can't freaking wait, and I'm so glad because again, this is another film that you could say like, eh, you know, wouldn't October be? No, go to hell. March. It's coming in March. We're gonna go see it in March. You and me in the theater, asses in seats. March. I'm so stoked. You're a yes? You're, that, that all sounds oh, good to you? Come on, yeah. Yeah, course. okay. <laughs> and then March, That's also March, also March 29th, maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll double feature. Uh, Batman 2, no, sorry, uh, Mickey 17. Yeah. Sorry, I saw Robert Pattinson. I thought we were... <laughs> not, not there yet. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Robert Pattinson, um, Mark Ruffalo, you know, I watched the trailer, the trailer doesn't really tell you I don't you know what this movie's so the, about. Yeah, the it's the little blurb in the paragraph here says It's a teaser. It's a, a clone teaser. sent to help colonize a distant world who begins to recall his past lives. Uh-huh. And so Chris Evans is in it. Maybe a little I, sci-fi drama uh, kind of drama by the sound of it. Yeah, you know, fun cast in, in, intriguing sort of premise. Um, but this is just a it's just a teaser where you just see like what you see in the teaser. There's a good chance isn't even in the film. Like they just shot that for the teaser because it's literally just him kind of laying there and it like zooms in and rotates on him. Uh, I, I'd I have to see a trailer, right? Yeah, Inter- interesting like concept. Actual... Yeah, interesting concept. Fun looking cast, but I don't I don't know. Right? It could it they could take it in a good direction or it could just be. A crummy direction. I don't know. Yeah, the the director interests me. Uh, Peaks interest for me. I've I've seen. Oh yeah, a number of stuff that he's he's done. Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. All right. Then we have on April fifth the first Omen, which I'm guessing you're a no for. No, there's no trailer, but 
just by the sound of the title yeah no <laughs> Uh, and I didn't check to see, I mean, depending on when this list came out, is there, yeah, I mean, there is, there's a trailer out now for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm even, I'm even a no on this one. It's just, it looks, it's just kind of like a creep, real creepy, nasty, creepy, creepy, nasty. You know, like a pre, I think it's a prequel to the 76, The Omen, um, which is an mm. iconic horror film I have not seen. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Bill Nye, he's in it, right? Like it's, it's, it's got some notable names, but I, yeah, whatever. Let's move uh, on to something I'm interested in. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll skip that then. We'll skip that and we'll skip. <laughs> Come no. on. Um, give me some so, Godzilla. Then we have April 12th, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. I am a no. Yes. Give me some big kaiju fighting each other. Ooh, yeah. Give yeah. yeah I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm just, so cool. I'm just a no. I saw. So. So, because I there's like there's been a whole universe going on. Oh right? yeah, this is this is a large scoping story now. This is so is this is, is the Godzilla this is right. So this is because this is the Kong from Kong Skull Island. This is yep. This is the Kong from Kong Skull Island and Kong Godzilla versus Kong and right. So so this is the Godzilla from like the Aaron Taylor Johnson Brian Cranston. Yeah, one in yep. 2014. This is just kind okay. of a continuing growth of the story. So it's all- I'm pretty sure the oh, what's the Godzilla film that's out right now or coming out real soon? Um, oh, um, new Godzilla uh, New World. No, this monsters is something. Yeah, there's there's one that's coming. Out. I'm King, pretty sure King this is monsters, that's kind of like or- a prequel one. Um, yeah, minus uh, Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Yeah, which is it. it's animated, isn't it? No, no, it's it's no, a, no, it's a real, it's a live yeah. action, and so, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. I think it's just kind of more a prequelish to to the to the franchise. My question when watching this trailer, because like I said, I'm a no, and and I'm a no for two reasons. One is I've just never really cared about this type of thing. I'm more into like Kong interests me more than Godzilla does. Um. The Godzilla thing doesn't really interest me. I'll tell you how much Godzilla, how much this film is not for me. I enjoy the Matthew Broderick Godzilla film. I like that movie. Jack Black? No, that's you're thinking King Kong. The, the 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 Godzilla where they like completely changed his look. They made him look more oh. like a a T Rex, a giant oh, T Rex, and then that's, they, no, that's they, a horrible they, Godzilla film. They, they lay all the bad. eggs in Madison Square no. Garden and stuff like that. I like that that's, movie. That was bad. Has Hank Azaria in it, man? No, it was um, a bad so, Godzilla film. So that's 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 how much the Godzilla universe is not for me. Apparently. Um, Kong interests me, but here's the thing. I like saw... That, so you want to know why that Godzilla film is bad? Because they neutered Godzilla. They made him half as cool and powerful and and unstoppable as he should be. Right. Yeah, I, it's fine, it's but bad. that's not what we're... Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, going on. But, here, but here's the thing. Uh, like, I... 
so I've seen, I saw the 2014 Godzilla film, but I haven't seen anything else from this franchise, including Kong Skull Island. Like I haven't seen any of the other stuff in this franchise. And so, so obviously I'm out of the loop. Like I'm looking at this trailer and it would be like I had seen the first Transformers and then not any of the other 70. Right. It like, <laughs> right. And, then like it, yeah. and then a new Godzilla or a new Transformers trailer comes out and I go, I, I, I'm missing a lot of the pieces of the puzzle here. Like starting from the middle. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> or starting um, at the end. So, so that's, that's a big part of it. The other thing that, because uh, I obviously I watched the trailer, I watched the trailer like a week ago. Um, it doesn't look good to me. In, in, and I don't just mean in terms of storytelling. I mean... If you look at visuals, if you look at the CGI work that was done on the 2014 Godzilla film and the character design, and then you look at the character design and the CGI work that was done on Kong Skull Island, and then you watch the trailer for this new one, it's like it's like we just like they just didn't stopped caring, um, because there are many sequences in this trailer that I just think look bad. Like, I just think they're really are poorly CGI'd and yeah, well, yeah, especially when you, especially when we live in the world where, you know, we're getting like the planet of the apes films. Right. And so like it's some of the CGI on like specifically Kong jr or whatever character that is. um, It didn't look good to me. Like the fade, the eyes, like it just looked unpolished um and then the other thing is like there is you know i like i'm looking at a comparison right now they've changed they've done some some they've taken some liberties even within this own franchise and played around with some of the character design for godzilla like he doesn't look yeah, the same way he there's did in some kind of evolution that's happened between the last time we've seen him in this point yeah in time. Um, but my, my big thing is that, you know, what I think made that 2014 Godzilla movie pretty good is that it felt very grounded. It felt pretty real world and like, oh my, and so that was a fun fantasy to lose yourself in because you're like, oh, you know, we're just living in the world. This is the world I live in and we have discovered that hiding out of the bottom of the ocean is this massive prehistoric radioactive dinosaur thing. Okay, hang on. I I think we've got a disconnect here. Okay. Uh you're you keep talking about the 2014 Godzilla, right? Like every, whenever you're talking about the Godzilla you liked, it's the 2014 one? No, I'm no 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying I do like that old one that nobody else likes from like 95 or whenever that came out. Right. Okay. But I'm talking. No, I'm talking about because I have seen. What I'm saying is the only one in this franchise, in this continuity, that I've seen is the first one. Is the 2014 okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson, the, Brian Cranston, the one and that, that kind of kicked off this universe. I kicked it all off, and that right. felt grounded to me. It felt like the world that I live in. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And look, I understand. And then and then I saw trailers for. I do want to see Kong Skull Island. He's a lot bigger than the Peter Jackson Kong. Like he he looks like he's like four times the size and stuff. So that's interesting to me. And and I'm curious to watch that. And look, 
I understand that this is that you know that Godzilla film in 2014 was just kicking off this much bigger universe with all of this lore that exists and the powers that Godzilla has and all this stuff. But to me, this just looks like a big sci-fi fantasy cluster F. <laughs> like it just looks like the the neon scale. And I know this isn't the first film that in this franchise that he's done it in, but I'm not interested in any of those either. And especially the shot right at the end of this trailer where Godzilla and Kong are like running towards the camera, but they don't even look like they're running anamorphically correct to what their species are. They're just like, they're like Channing Tatum action hero running towards the camera. And I'm like, what is going on? Like it just, this movie looks like a 110% camp. It looks Mm. so campy and so dumb to me. And I don't know why anyone other than, I mean, obviously diehard Godzilla fans are excited for it. I think from an outsider perspective, I think it looks like trash. I'm sorry. That's just my (laughs) personal opinion. Well, that, I mean, when you watch original Godzilla films, which I've actually never seen, but I've seen clips of them. Like that's part of the charm of them is that they're like a guy in the suit. It's a dude in a foam Godzilla suit, right? Yeah. So that's kind of part of the charm of those classics. So for me, seeing something that seems campy CGI like this, it's like, well, that, that, that just feels like it's part of the charm of Godzilla still as somebody who like loves that universe really enjoys it. So that doesn't bother me. I didn't, I didn't pick those details out that you're nitpicking. Uh, I just saw this and was like, Oh Godzilla. Oh Kong. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Orangutan Godzilla. Very interesting nemesis. Right. And it's just, and that's, that's one of the, like the things about the Godzilla universe. And it's really kind of a, an Asian storytelling trope. And in that, you know, you you tell your your you've got your story for act the book book or series or anime right and as your protagonist def- ends up uh, going through their journey and defeating their antagonist right they've they've reached max power and then the next book comes along or the next story comes along and the next antagonist is even more powerful than the last one and your hero's got to find a way to become more powerful than they've ever been before. And it's kind of like this kind of, it, 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 anime does this really well, where like the the power creep of your uh, protagonist, it just is exponential every storyline. So, and that's really what what's happened with Godzilla here, right? To keep the story interesting, he can't keep fighting the same monsters on the same power level because he's, he's the king of monsters. Who's going to touch him, right? So you end up having him fight uh, a six-headed monster from space, right? Uh, King Godidra, Go- 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 I'm going to mess it up. But, right, and then he ends up having to fight a mecha version of himself, and then he ends up having to fight Kong, and then he ends up having to team up with Kong. So it's just kind of that kind of power creep that yeah. Anyways, unfortunately move falls on, into, but, but I love. Anyway. That's all this is, just not for me, but cool. Uh, yeah. All right, Rebel Moon Part 2. On April 19th is a Netflix, Netflix thing. Yeah. I've not seen Rebel Moon Part 1. Well, so... you'd be forgiven. It's not out yet. <laughs> oh. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure it doesn't release until the 20 something of uh, December. Release date 15th. Oh, uh, so like a couple days. Oh, okay. So they're yeah. just like, so they obviously shot these back to back and they're just, you know, splitting them up. Uh, oh, yeah. it's Zack Snyder. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks well shot. It looks, you know, uh, yeah, not for me. It, it doesn't interest me. The first one doesn't interest me. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it, it looks cool. There's some cool monsters in it and stuff like that. I may end up watching it eventually at some point, but I'm, it's a cool I'm not looking counting space down the days. opera. Like I'd be really interested. I'm really interested to see what this story is about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, this is definitely going to be something I watch sooner than later when it releases yeah. in a couple of days. Then on April 26, we have Challengers, uh, a like a tennis movie. Yeah, which because which tennis you, is important right now, apparently. <laughs> and you would think, right? Like, ah, yeah, tennis movie, yeah, blah blah blah. And I would say, no, you know, I. Mm, yeah, I don't know. And that would be my answer, except Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> except and, Zendaya. And so, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go see it in the theaters. Um, but if this drops on Netflix or, or wherever, wherever it ends up becoming available to watch, I'll probably <laughs> definitely check it out. I like this kind of like real life story type. Of, and I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is based off... Um, it doesn't say that it is um but it looks good to me it looks good it looks like an interesting kind of character study um and so yeah i'm excited i'm there for it this is a yes for me yeah um i don't know if i'm gonna be interested in this uh sports movies usually aren't top of my list but zendaya yeah i know zendaya I, I, I finally have been like, but watching this trailer, I was was finally like, oh, that's where that meme thing's been coming from, because there's like a scene in this where she like, she's, <clears throat> quote unquote, with two guys for the night, <laughs> um, and there's been like a few memes I've seen float around the Facebook and the internet's of, like, um, Tom. Tom Holland <laughs> uh, no, being, being like, upset, being like upset or uh, ang- uh, yeah, whatever about Zendaya being with two guys, two other guys at the same time. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's where this is from. So that's funny. A revelation in this trailer for me, even though I probably won't watch the movie. April 26th, we have, oh, uh, not 26th, nope. May 3rd. May 3rd, yeah, we have 3rd. The Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Uh, you and I, we've already kind of briefly talked about this. We yeah. saw this trailer together when we went to go see the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I th- I think it looks funny. I think it looks good. I But Ryan I'll, Gosling. I'm, I'm not going to go see it. In the, yeah, I'm not crazy. Like, that's, you're confusing me for Pete. Like I don't dislike I don't I don't dislike Still haven't Ryan forgiven Gosling. Him for taking him on me. No. I don't dislike Ryan Gosling, but I'm also not like you know, he 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 doesn't he doesn't make a project an an automatic must for me, right? Mm. Like I don't it's not it's not that type of thing. Um I I think it looks good. I do. I like Emily Blunt. I do like Ryan Gosling. Um you this know, looks Aaron like Taylor such Johnson. A fun film. 
it it looks it does look fun. It definitely like I don't know that I would go see it in the theater. Um, it would make a fun to me. This is like yes, if it's you and me sitting in one of our living rooms, you know watching it and laughing and eating Doritos or whatever. Um, but it's not, it's not a run out and see it in the theater thing for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see it in theater, but I definitely want to see it. Right. Like I definitely want to see this film. Yeah. Um, May 17th, we have if John Krasinski, we don't have a trailer. We don't have a trailer. Um, but John Krasinski is, is, is great. And I like John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski's wife is in this. And I like that. Ryan Reynolds is in this, which he is one of those. He is what I said Ryan Gosling wasn't right. He is a, okay, now I'm interested. Let's let's do this. Let's see. So I really don't know much about this. It, it looks like it might be maybe not a horror, but kind of like a thriller, <clears throat> yeah. darker thriller type thing. The one um, sentence explanation in here is one little girl is able to see imaginary friends and all the other children around her. And perhaps even the adults have forgotten about and they can see her. Yeah, so this interests me. I don't know. I don't know if this is a comedy. I don't know if it's a horror. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know, right? Uh, yeah. But it's an intriguing premise with an intriguing cast and director. So uh, this one's oh, a yes Ryan for Reynolds me. Ryan Reynolds is in this. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I didn't. I sorry. That. I said that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in my and own head reading reading the paragraph. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one's, this one's a yes for me for now. Okay. <laughs> Including someone named Emily Blunt. <laughs> oh, that's funny the way they worded that. I did hear you say Emily Blunt. I'm just laughing at okay. the way they said she's not. Right. Right. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? I I don't know. Like it could be like a a thriller uh kind of thing, like like a quiet place, which I'd be down for. But if it's like our other uh, the imaginary friend film we talked about earlier, then nah, I'm out. <laughs> Which right, I, okay. I think it would do itself a disservice being like the exact same carbon copy of the other one in that case. Uh, May 24th, we have Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've already referenced the Planet of the Apes films. We, we've it, talked about it. Yeah, yeah it looks uh, it looks visually stunning. Um, I'm dubious about how interesting a story they're going to tell. Um, just considering, you know, like you know, you you've you've lost your main character. Yeah, right. The more Is I this watch going this to trailer, be a post the more it seems thing? like the Tim Burton one. Was it Tim Burton? No. Tim Burton did one, yeah. Yeah, it was the Tim Burton ones that they had uh, people dressed up as apes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had that in all of them up until... Well, you know, yeah, but like Tim Burton didn't make the ones back in the, yeah. what was it, 70s, 80s? 70s, no. Yeah, 60s, so, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, this looks good. Yeah. Um. On May 
May 24th, we have Furiosa, which looks like it's a part of the Mad Max franchise. Yes, yeah. It's going to be a sequel to Furiosa Road. Or just Fury Road. And, but. and Fury Road. Oh, yeah, it's just Fury Road. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, it, it won't have Mad Max in it by the look of it. No. Uh, I I have seen bits and pieces of Fury Road. That's the, the Tom Hardy one, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of that one. I've really? never seen any of the Mel Gibson ones. Oh. And and so I I don't know. You're I'm not, just not a fan of the Mad Max series. Well, I've just never seen them. I, I could so I could maybe forgive I, you maybe for I not watching the first Mad Max. Um it's it's a hard one to get through cuz it it does what a lot of films back in that day did and didn't care about pacing and had like an hour's worth of just sh- sh- shots of a car driving through the outback. <laughs> like, right. Not even, not even like images of, of the car doing something with other cars. Just like this car is traveling all by itself from point A to point B. <laughs> Here, sure. Here's 30 minutes of it in this hour and a half, two hour long film. <laughs> yeah. So, I um, mean, you know, Chris Hemsworth. So it, dra- it drags. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth is in this. So, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I, I haven't, I'm, I haven't been exposed to the Mad Max universe um, in really any significant way to get me excited about a new Mad Max film. And then watching this trailer it looks fun. It looks like it's in line with everything that I understand Mad Max to be. Um, but there's not enough in here to to also boost that excitement level. So I would say this one's a no for me. Um, but maybe upon getting caught up on the lore of Mad Max, uh, maybe that would change. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I I love Mad Max franchise. I think it's a great fun flick except for the first one the first one drags it's still kind of fun um i think the fun the really thing i'm excited about is seeing i'm gonna butcher this name uh, anya anya taylor joy yeah anya (laughs) uh, taylor joy furiosa she's incredible everything i've seen she's very good is incredible i just watched the menu with uh, my wife yeah and oh man she was so good in that eh? She was so uh, good. Did in you? Because I would, I would peg that as a film that you would not enjoy. Um, it, it no, I enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, why? Why do you like? It's not a horror. It's a. It's a thriller. It's a no, thriller I know. Drama. I just it gets pretty graphic, and it's it's just got some um, like upsetting suggestive. Like it's just an upsetting concept, right? Like the I like the concept. The, okay. The, I like the, cause I mean, we're getting into the weeds of something else outside of what we're doing and we're already running long here, <laughs> but I like, what I liked about it was that it was kind of like diving into the idea of like an artist being pushed to create art. They're not passionate about. Right. And I, yeah. I've, I've watched some video essays on some other projects people have done in the past to kind of uh, dive into that as well. And I find that concept very interesting and it was really kind of, cool to see that play out here and it really kind of the graph i didn't think it was that graphic 
Okay. Like uh, it wasn't it wasn't like Saw. <laughs> then June 7th we have Ballerina which is and we're not going to read the first line of this sentence or this paragraph because it is a spoiler for people and I would say that the film that it's spoiling is still recent enough that I'd like to steer clear of that. Yeah. Um but it's set in the John Wick universe. Yeah. Um takes place before the events of John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, I've only seen the first John Wick film. I'm excited to watch the rest of them. Um, I do know there's what's that? Sh- the I don't know if it's out now or if it's just coming out. Um, there is a show, The Continental. So they're they're already like the the spinoffs for this universe are in full force. Um, and so you know what? Like I I I think I'll probably be a yes for this one once I get caught up with the rest of the John Wicks. Um, but yeah, yeah, for now I'm just kind of, I'm neither here nor there on it, I guess. I do like Anna Armas though. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a meh, I'm a meh for now. If it's anything like the rest of the John Wick franchise so far, then yeah, I think this will be something I watch. Yeah. Uh, Inside Out 2. We've talked about this. This looks amazing. I think it's a perfect concept. I think it may be even better than the first Inside Out, so I'm definitely a yes for this one. Yeah, same. Um, June Also June 14th. Now, this one, I I think I have to, like, obligatorily say, I just, like, I don't have a choice here. I'm a yes. Yeah. I think uh, obligatorily we have to both say yes and yeah, watch so it this at is, the same time. This is Bad Boys... Bad boys, bad, bad boys, bad boys four, uh, with Slappy McSlapperton and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of exciting. Now we have you yet and to I, watch three together. Yeah. We so gotta, have you seen three? No, I haven't. Have you? Okay, good. No, good. No, I've been, well, I, I would be very upset if good. you had I seen three. I feel like three. we need to, I feel like we, we need start to over. rectify some, uh, problems here yeah. in the brady carl verse and but i think we gotta we, we gotta like it's been 15 years <laughs> are you saying we have watched. to do all of them all over again i mean there's two we'd have to redo two of them you completionist bastard probably <laughs> uh but anyways the bad boys films it's just like a old like it just holds a, a, a dear a place in my action flick yeah, and we just, we watched them, and at the time we realized that we had very similar, like, that each one of us kind of aligned with one of the characters, and, and that the dynamic that they had kind of mimicked our dynamic, um, and so it, uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm a yes, because mm-hmm. I kind of have to yep. be. Uh, a Quiet Place Day 1 comes out June 28th. I, I think I'm a no on this. Like, I watched, I really like the first A Quiet Place. John Krasinski yeah. directed it, Emily Blunt's in it, it's amazing. I watched the second one and I haven't seen was, the second one yet. And well, so the whole thing, cause I, and this, it's not a spoiler cause a quiet place came out. What? Like 10 years ago now or something. Um, yeah. John Krasinski's character dies at the end. Uh, he has to sacrifice himself at the end of the first quiet place. And so in order to make the second one still have star power, a lot of it was done in flashback so that John Krasinski could still be there. Mm. And so, and that just kind of felt like it cheapened the whole premise. And then this one, A Quiet Place Day One, I think, I'm not sure that it 
it doesn't it wouldn't make sense for neither John Krasinski or Emily Blunt to be in it because it's sort of like well how did the aliens arrive and what happened when they arrived and right. so maybe that would be maybe that would interest me a little bit more um has some potential i think to be more interesting than a quiet place too but i still think at this point i think a quiet place yeah. was lightning in a bottle and they're just kind of beating a dead horse now yeah john, john krasinski on imdb is credited as a writer for this still i don't see either of them as an i don't think they're in cast it. on no. imdb but a google search of just the quiet place day one emily blunt is given a cast credit yeah we'll see which we'll see yeah july 19th we have twisters this is a <laughs> film i mean i love twister the film the the bill paxton helen hunt film really 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 love that movie i'm excited for this one i listen i'm less excited than i was glenn powell's in it um and some other names i don't recognize i uh, great um, obviously Bill Paxton passed away. He's not in it. There were a lot of rumors when this thing started, and there was a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes Hollywood stuff where Helen Hunt wanted to do another... She wanted to do a sequel, but she wanted... To, I think she wanted to write it, and the studio said, go to hell, because, like, what have you ever written? <laughs> um, Right, like when you're what not do you gonna know write about this. Us? Yeah, you're you're not gonna write this, right? And so, and then that didn't end up happening. But then there were rumors when this whole Twisters thing started that <clears throat> Helen Hunt was going to reprise her role, and it would be about her child, her and and Bill Paxton's character's kid, and like all this stuff. As far as I can tell, Helen Hunt's not in this, and so that to me makes it i don't know if twisters is actually a sequel i don't know if it's a, a reboot a remake a spin-off like i don't even know what this is anymore and for me like i'm still excited don't get me wrong i still want to see this movie um oh yeah it says twisters is not a direct sequel it's considered to be a new chapter in the same world so then that's just dumb to me Right. Like it just becomes it's it's not even it's just a movie about tornadoes and what there's going to be one or two scenes where they reference the the Dorothy device and the advancements that these two great heroes had made and, and blah, blah, blah. And that and that will be it. That will be the extent of connective tissue, because I don't know what else you do. I don't know how else you make it the same world. And so that really bothers me. I think it's a it's a total a total swing and a miss as far as a concept goes, but I'll still see it. I'm just not near as excited as I was. Yeah, I could care less. Yeah. Uh, July 26th, <laughs> Deadpool 3. Uh, I mean, we don't even need to. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. Okay, we're in. Let's 100%. move along. <laughs> we're uh, August only 2nd. about halfway through. Let's try and let's not get sidetracked anymore. We got to August, August 2nd here. is a film called <laughs> Trap. M. Night Shyamalan is yeah, back, baby. M. M Night Shyamalan <laughs> Ding Dong is back. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't really know anything about it. I The last M. Night movie I saw was Knock at the Cabin. I did like Knock at the Cabin, but that M. Was Night the one with, um Dave Batista and Rupert Grint. and, and yeah, um, I haven't seen that yet. 
So where's and the, the, good? the guy from, yeah, it's very good. And the guy that played King George in Hamilton, who I really like, and, and mm, I'm blanking right. his name right now. But um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, having said that, M. Knight's also had some some major misses. And so yeah. uh, we'll just kind of see. We'll kind of see <clears throat> what happens when the trailer comes out. Uh, so I'm neither here nor there right now on, on Trap. Yeah, this piques my interest. Yeah, because same same reason. Like M Night Shyamalan, when he's when he's when he when he hits it, he he hits a home run. When he doesn't, it's a bad bunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure Pete will love that baseball reference. <laughs> uh, August 9th is the Borderlands movie. Now, I have only played a little tiny, tiny bit of any Borderlands I've played. I played with you, and it was Borderlands Two. When that first came out, you and I played like a little bit and then, yeah. you know, but we were only able to play. So something about me is, you know, I like if we're going to play a game together, I don't want the other person to play ahead because that for me, that ruins it. Like, let's let's discover what horrible, imbeatable boss that we have to try to take down. Let's discover that together. Right. So but it, Carl's much more the well, no, I want to play this game and you can't come over tonight. So screw you. I'm going to beat the game. <laughs> It's it's one of it's one of the things about our friendship that we don't see eye to eye on, and it's it's caused some some beef in the past. But we're still friends, so you know, and that says more about us than anything else does. Um, but so I, I've played a tiny bit of Borderlands. I understand the lore. Um, Kate Blanchett, Black Jack is in this. I'm pretty sure isn't Black Jack voicing Claptrap? Black Jack or Jack Black? Jack Black, Black Jack. <laughs> well, you know, I maybe both. A game is voicing there's, a character. Just gambling goes on in the world of Borderlands. <laughs> Jack Black's in this, and I'm pretty sure he's voicing Claptrap, Clap isn't he? I don't um, know. Yeah, and then J- Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. I'm intrigued, but I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm excited. This, yeah, so Borderlands as a game is a crazy, weird, fun, artistic over the top, animation style. Oh, it's it's over the top. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it could make a really interesting film. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of of meat on the bone there in terms I, of storytelling. I so, did play the Borderlands Telltale game. That's like the only that. one I haven't played. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. I so, can't say if it's a good Borderlands game because, again, I'm not as worse. Well, it's a completely but, different premise in terms of a Borderlands yeah, game. Oh, yeah. In terms yeah. of gameplay. But I, I would say I would say I am, for this, I am I am very interested. I don't know if I'm cool. sold, sold on it, but I'm very interested. Uh, August 16th, we have Alien Romulus. I am a yes for this. And after Christmas, when you and I have watched through all, like, six or i think there's six once we watch through all six alien films at the alien watching party that pete's invited himself to um <laughs> son of a bitch no it'll be good i i hope he comes it'll be fun um after we get through that you'll be a yes as well but right now i'm guessing yeah. you're a, oh, I'm, i don't know i'm already yes i like this yeah. universe yeah okay uh august 13th craven the hunter uh, we've already talked about this uh yeah. i'm i'm a skeptical yes same. Right, they're taking some weird character choices with it, but I do like how R-rated it looks. I do like that, you know, like the whole bite in the ear off the guy and stuff. It looks fun. 
Looks mm-hmm. fun. So this is your probably your one of your other hell yeses. September six, Beetlejuice two. My God, I I. If my employer is listening, thirty five years later, I am sick <laughs> on September six. Like I'm not. I won't make it in. <laughs> like I can't. I can't be there that day. Right. Like I'm going to be sitting in a theater with as many other people as I can convince to come watch Beetlejuice two with the me. The first oh showing won't happen till seven o'clock p.m. But Brady will be in the parking lot at seven o'clock a.m. waiting for the doors to open. <laughs> With a mirror so I can do my makeup so that I can look like the ghost with the most. Oh, yeah. ho, ho, ho. we've yeah. come for your daughter. So Chuck. you're definitely in. I'm this. so stoked. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not near the level you are, but yeah, I'm a yes for this. Yeah. Well, but your ass will still be in a scene on <laughs> September 6th sitting next to me. So Probably. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed the first one. October 2. <laughs> yeah. October 2nd, another unmitigated yes for me. Unlike, oh my God. Goodness, here we go. Do you think Joker will sit through this one? <laughs> Fole adieu. Well, I think he will. I mean, I don't think he wants to because <laughs> Joker I remember one listening to, was a traumatizing experience episode. for him. Yeah, he was not. He enjoyed it, but he was very not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and said, I have no need to ever watch that again. And I don't think he ever has. Um, but this is Pete. I'm letting you know right now. I will take away your calendar editing privileges. If you try to mess with this date, you're going to go watch <laughs> Joker with Carl and I. Uh, you're excited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, smile 2. I haven't seen the first Smile. It's a horror film, so Carl's a no. Yep. I'm also <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the first one. Maybe the first We're one's We're into great. October now, so there's going to be a few mu- October 18th. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, October 25th, Terrifier 3. I have not seen the first two Terrifiers. I didn't know that Terrifier was a franchise, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a no. Apparently, it's uh, a must-watch for 2024, so you got yeah. some catching up to do. <laughs> I got some time. Uh, November 3rd, a little bit divisive among comic book fans. Listen, second one wasn't as good as the first one, but still good. I'm still having fun. Venom 3, I'm I'm all in. I'm, you know, uh, yeah, let's do this. I love Tom Hardy's performance in this. I think it's fun to watch him interact with himself and... And yeah, Venom Three. I'm I'm there for. Yeah, I I think this is I like I've been enjoying the Venom franchise from and uh, especially Morbius. Well, I mean, when I say the Venom franchise, I mean like Venom One and Venom Two. Oh, okay. I've not the Venom Morbius yet. (laughs) Yeah, Um, me neither. We'll have to at some point. We'll have to just like I'm interested to see where it goes uh, this with a third one. Yeah. Um, November 22nd, Gladiator 2. I mean, I I watched Gladiator for the first time for this podcast within the last couple of years. And I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because the whole gladiatorial or Trojan or ancient Rome or like the, and or medieval, like for the most part, those films, that it usually doesn't interest me. There's been a couple of fun exceptions, but for the most part, I like, I, I just get lost. Like I don't, I don't care. Um, I enjoyed gladiator one. 
I think that this film is probably going to, and I could be completely wrong, and I hope I am, I think this is going to fall into a too little, too late category. Um, and I also don't know, which is strange, because I'm not saying that about Beetlejuice. I'm not saying about that. I didn't say that about <coughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, but I just don't know what story well, there is to yeah. tell here. We've we've talked about this already. We've yeah. talked about Gladiator. We, it, where do they go? We don't know. So this this intrigues me, but it's not a yes. Yeah. Not yet. Um, November 27th, Wicked, the Broadway musical, is getting a film adaptation. Um, and it's a prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Yes, I know. We've already gotten the Oz, the Great and Powerful, stuff like that. But Wicked is like a, a widely, widely appraised or appraised, widely praised Broadway musical. Um, so there's definitely some source material there that seems to be solid. You've got cast members like Michelle Yeoh, Jeff Goldblum, Jonathan Bailey. So I'm I'm a definite yes for this one. I like musicals. Um, it, just the image that we have here of the back of the Wicked Witch, it looks fun. Like it looks like a fun kind of color palette and and right. a nice like is, set it design. It says it's going to be. Sorry, I'm interrupting here, but it says it's going to be an adaptation. So is it going to be a musical still? Oh no, I'm sure it is. It's just it's a movie. They're adapting the okay. Broadway mm-hmm. musical into a movie. All right, right. So yeah, well, I, I I I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I think this this will be good. I'm excited for that. December 13th, Lord of the Rings, War of the Rohirrim. I'm pretty sure this is a show. I'm pretty sure this is a show. I could be wrong. Um, but I think at least at one point in its development, this was a show. Uh, you know. Animated yeah. backstory of Helm's Deep. So I'm, I'm, I'm a wishy-washy on this. I love Lord of the Rings. Tolkien's Middle Earth, hands down. Like, that's me. I'm not great with and 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 I have I haven't been shy about this. I'm not great sometimes with the animated stuff, right? It's depending on the animation style and what they decide to do. Like I I don't know if that interests me. I also don't know. Again, Middle Earth, and I understand Middle Earth has got this deep, like the deepest lore, right? Like that has ever existed. Like the lore about Middle Earth is almost deeper than our actual real nonfiction <laughs> world history, right? Like it's almost yeah. a richer, more in depth, more history. You know, George Lucas, eat your heart out. Um, but. But the Rohirrim stuff I, is is some of the stuff that I think interests me the least, just personally, right? Like, as soon as you get away from, like, the elves and the hobbits and the Shire and the Ring and Mordor and, and wizards and stuff like that, this is just a bunch of guys and horses. Yeah, this sounds like, uh, this is like the, a little blurb here, the Rohirrim king who is forced to shield his people from the might of the Dunderlings, wild men of the Dunderlands. So he built a place to make a last. Yeah, it just, just feel, it sounds like the, the men of Middle-earth versus the men of Middle-earth, at, at which point you're, you're just telling a medieval tale. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's the wizards? 
Where's the halflings? Where are the elves? Where are the dwarves? Yeah, it's just dudes on horses with the yeah. with the Lord of the Rings name behind it. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. Um, but it's I'm. It'll. It, I'm they're hoping have to, to stretch be surprised. to make it feel like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. to be surprised. Uh, December twentieth, we have Sonic the Hedgehog three. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog one is great. Sonic the Hedgehog two was also pretty good. Um, I have James concerns. Marsden, I, yeah, on, I have. Uh, shut know, up. I go. You know you're you like shut him. up. <laughs> I have. I have. I mean, Idris Elba is playing Knuckles, so that's like <laughs> just to show you how serious this franchise got has gotten. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, do, I'm skeptical of this one for two reasons. One is because I mean, all signs are pointing to Jim Carrey not returning as Robotnik. He, of course, very famously retired after the Will Smith slap, like he was kind of like, you know what? I'm over this. If comedians can't make comments or, you know, it's not free. And then he did the whole, like, I am enough. I have enough. I've done enough, you know, whatever I, he says, he said, if, 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 if the heavens open up and a script is presented, that is just impossible to turn down, then maybe, but also I enjoy painting and having a quiet life. Um, so, I think that not having Jim Carrey in there will hurt it. And I also am a little worried that, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Like, well, at the are end we of Sonic, just going to milk this until it's so, dead? And I think we are. And I'm wondering when that's going to happen. And it might be this one. Well, we got, sh- they're, they're introducing Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, but. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're going to. They're going away from Robotnik as an antagonist anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it will, it's got a lot to live up to. Because for me, the second one was just as good as the first one. I really had fun with yeah. Sonic 1 and 2. Tails. And- so this one is is on my, I'm not going to say it's it's a thumbs up. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to say it's a meh, but I'm, 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 I, I want to see more of it before I can make a decision. But it's definitely yeah. leaning towards, yeah, I want to watch it. I I just, I think we're reaching the point, you know, you start bringing in all these other characters and it's, it's, it's not Marvel, right? This is Sonic the Hedgehog. And so I think if you want it to continue to be super successful, you need to be careful with how deep into the weeds you get with. But Sonic's got a lot of, of material to grow from. Well, I, yeah, like, but so does Mario, and nobody wants a Waluigi film. Well, well I would like a Waluigi in a Mario movie. Yeah, maybe. Anyways. Not um, starring. <laughs> also December 20th, Mufasa, The Lion King, uh, a film that we knew was coming, a prequel to um, uh, John Favreau's Lion King. Um yeah, you know what? I'm it, it, I'm <laughs> it's excited. It's not Lion King one and a half. I don't think no. I care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this. I think that obviously the Lion King was masterfully done. Um and and so this will be interesting given that it has no source material. Yeah. Right? So it'll it'll uh, like we'll kind have of to their see own story. Yeah, we'll have to see what ends up happening, but I I mean, I think if you saw John Favreau's Lion King, I think you'd be a fool to not at least raise a bit of an eyebrow to this one and go, huh, okay. 
all right, show me what you got. Yeah. It's interesting that in this paragraph blurb, they're calling it a sequel and a prequel at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So how that works, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, we'll De- see. December 25th, we have Nosferatu. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nope. I, I, I'm, I I'm very excited for this. Um, I like stuff set in the Dracula. Like I like that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, when you start talking about things like Willem Dafoe, Lily Rose Depp, which is Johnny Depp's daughter, Nicholas Holt. Right. Yeah. I mean, Oh, it's an adaptation from Dracula. From yeah. Bill Skarsgård. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Old film they're adapting. Yeah, you know, so I'm stoked. Okay, I thought this was gonna like at first it's like the picture, and I didn't connect the name immediately to Dracula. But okay, yeah, I'm in on this. Yeah, I like uh, I like monster flicks. This sounds like a monster flick to me. And then, and I think the last one that we'll do here because the other ones don't actually even have a date attached to them, which means there's a very good chance that they aren't they, they coming might not out even in, in 2024. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's supposedly another Jordan Peele movie coming out on December 25th. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he did get up or get up, get up, get on up. He did get out, which a lot of people think is really great. I watched, uh, like Pete and I reviewed us for the podcast. Pete liked us. I thought us was maybe the most plot hole riddled film ever. Um, and that bothered me. And I know some films, you just you accept it and suspend your disbelief, but I'm like, nah, well, if you're going to build sort of this complex world, you, you got to follow through with it and make things make sense for people. Uh, and then I haven't seen Nope, but I've heard mixed things about Nope. So I don't know. I, people are praising Jordan Peele for being a fantastic director. He probably is, but, uh, like, you know, I'm not on the Jordan Peele train so I don't really care. These aren't comedies he's directing either, are they? No, they're all dark, dark, dark films. Yeah. No, that he's become like the king of horror. That outside his wheelhouse. No, he's become like the king of horror. Really? Yeah. You haven't seen any of those films? Of course not. Oh. <laughs> but like, yeah, like coming from like comedy gold, TV comedy gold, Key and Peele. Is it key? Keen? Yeah. Key and peel. Yeah. Like that stuff is gold. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Shonipa. <Yeah. laughs> um so. like you this seems these films seem so far outside his wheelhouse. That's weird. Yeah. But it's there. I'm not it's interested. I, I'm just intrigued <laughs> that he's making horror. Yeah. So that's it. And, and, and what's really interesting, and it's something w- w- that we've discussed before, but there was one MCU film on that list. Yeah. And something that we'll talk about a little more in depth next week on the Movie News Show is that Deadpool, the, Deadpool, the Daredevil show was just bumped again. So it's, it's not coming out in 2024 either. So, uh-huh. so slim pickings for the MCU next year. We'll see. Not, necess- not 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 necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing at all. No, we'll I think we've talked week. about. We're this already running the, like the, two hours, three hours in here. 
<laughs> oh wow, yeah. People like it though, right? Pete? Pete, you still are you there? Pulse check. Oh, Pete. Pete? <laughs> if Pete? Pete's not with us, then we've gone too long. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or X, or the whatever you you know the the, the Tesla two point. I don't know what it is anymore. Uh, but it's all listed down below. We have a Patreon page for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the Movie Men podcast. What greater thing to do this non denominational holiday season than to support your Movie Men podcast? A buck a month. A buck a month. It sounds like it may not make a very big difference, uh, but it that's, does because it's one less coffee that you're buying at Tim. Yeah, it's twelve. It's twelve <laughs> bucks a year for us, right? Helps us pay the bills. Um, we've talked about in the past. Honestly, the legitimately to pull the curtain back, it costs well over. It, it's in the hundreds of dollars to make the podcast run every year, as far as paying for you know like podcast hosting and servers and, and all kinds of it's not free um so that keeps us running and even just a dollar a month kind of lets us know like hey hey someone's there someone's supporting us right this it mean what we're doing means enough to you that you're supporting us and that really helps and you know goes a long way to boosting our egos um and also like we said christmas is right around the corner people are cold People need things to drink things out of. People have laptops that do not have stickers on them. And for all heads that. Heads without uh, hats or Heads hooks. without hats. Teddy bears that don't say the Movie Men podcast on them. What the hell? And for Goggle all that, bandanas. our solution is our merch store. Yes. So check that out. Carl, it's been three hours with one pee break. One widely announced Pee break. Very necessary. <laughs> Very necessary. I too am now having drank all that uh, zero sugar Dr. Pepper that I drank during this. I'm uh, feeling the pressures in my loins. That was weird. That was a weird thing to say. Well, you said it. It's out there now. <laughs> <laughs>